0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's covering everything about Nick's upcoming season of The Bachelor. Now, the man with all your spoilers and behind the scenes juice in Bachelor Nation, here's Reality Steve. podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve, and frankly, we've saved the best for last. Before we get to our next guest, I just want to let you know this episode is brought to you by Skills. That's skills with a Z. Skills let you play the mobile games you love and win real cash prizes. Now, without further ado, let's get to the woman who's been the number one requested guest I get by you listeners. She finished sixth on Juan Pablo's season by her own choosing. Remember that. She is the only bachelor, bachelorette recapper I even bother to read. You see her stuff on Flair Magazine and also on her own site called alltheprettypandas.com. It is Charlene Joint. Charlene, thank you for joining us today. Hello, Steve. Thank you for having me. Um, this is a long time coming. Like I said, you are a huge one within the Bachelor. Bachelorette world Um That's so in, ter- weird to me. in terms of uh, when you
1: when you when you say like most requested I'm like really
0: yeah, <laughs> that, you have no idea real? how many people are like you got to get Charlene on you got to get Charlene on and I think it's I think a lot has to do with your recap because you do something that you put thought into your recap I don't think you just Start writing I too, and just
1: I think what you mean yeah. is I put too much thought into my <laughs> <weekend>. <laughs> it
0: could be it could be that as well, it could be that as well. It just is something that I think the readers have really resonated with, and I know you've got a following, and they've always said like you got to get Charlene on, she always is really good, and plus, let's not forget this one fact. you are really good friends with Nick, and I think <laughs> and I think a lot of people uh have. They love to hear your perspective on Nick because Nick does take a beating uh, in the media. And I'm he really does, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty as charged by as much as anybody. So we definitely, um, we have a lot to talk about. I hope your schedule is open for about the next six hours. <laughs> yes, I,
1: I'm very comfortable. I'm ready to go.
0: Okay. I'm um, actually a little nervous. Is that weird? Um, no, don't be nervous. <laughs> I won't be too hard on you. But okay. um, so let's just start off. Why do you even like Nick? I'm kidding. No, we're not, we're not starting there. Uh, we'll touch on Nick and all that goodness Nick. later on. But let's 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 first pick up and let's talk about you. I'm going to pull a Michelle Money right now. Tell me about your childhood. You know, um, you know, you don't have to do that. Uh, let's get back to I listened your to season. That,
1: by the way, it was really great.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I mean, you guys a have fun. a
1: great banner, and she was just really good at interviewing, actually.
0: Yeah, she was excellent. It, it was. I liked it because Michelle put in the time, and I like people who put in the work. Like when she came to me and said she wanted to do it, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I thought that she would just kind of wing it or do something. She was obviously well prepared, and I really appreciated that. I liked it. Yeah. And it genuinely interested. Yeah. And it was very thorough. It- and, you know, I've known Michelle. We've met a couple times. We've hung out a couple times. I've uh, been to a couple of her charity events. We've been you know, acquaintances, friends for the last three or four years. So I I knew it would go well. I just was very, I was, I really liked the fact that she put her time in. So that was good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She seems lovely. Anyway, it was good. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to, let's start at Juan Pablo season. The only season you were on. I thought we
1: were starting with my childhood. No, I was
0: kidding. (laughs) No, we didn't need to do that. Um, I don't want to talk about Juan Pablo season too much because there are more important things for us to talk about, but. I do, it's the only season you were on, so every guest that I've had on that's been a former contestant, I do touch on the seasons they were doing, and I just want to discuss your thoughts going into that season. You were a fan of the show, from what I read, and so what made you decide to go on it, and did you apply yourself, or did someone else nominate you?
1: Okay, uh, so it's a multi-part question. Yes. Um So I, yeah, I remember watching the show back when I was doing my undergrad, and I was already living in New York. And it was like my Monday night ritual. I would go to Monday night step class because I'm a total nerd that loves like 80s style step classes. And then I'd get a salad on the way home. And it was like Monday night was no go zone, no dates, no plans, nothing. And I would go home and watch my DVR episode of The Bachelor. And it's like, I didn't have any friends who watched it? I didn't have like a little community. Like now, I feel like it's cool to have like, you know, wine night watching The Bachelor and you know people snark on it while they get drunk. Like we're talking like I'm trying to think, probably two thousand six, okay. two thousand seven. So we're like I'm I'm aging myself, but that's truly when I watched it. And and I guess. And that sort of ties into what I do now, like with the writing and everything. I guess I am writing for basically me 10 years ago because I didn't have anyone to talk about it with. And I had so many opinions.
0: Wow. So when you say you DVR'd it, went home, watched it, this was in a... Wait, was this in a group or by yourself?
1: By myself because I was that cool. Like I would go home and... And because none of my friends watched it and it was... I don't know if it was more of a stigma back then or what, but when I would tell anyone that I watched it, they'd be like, oh, that trash. Like, I feel like now it's cooler to watch it. Like celebrities watch it. It's more
0: socially acceptable. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, yeah, you definitely were nerding out watching that by yourself.
1: Oh, (laughs) oh, I I own that.
0: (laughs) And I'm, I'm sure you've heard a lot of things said about you during the show and post show. And one that I've always come back to is the fact that people would always say that they, they always thought that you were almost like too good for this show, too highbrow. Like you had your shit together, you had a career, you just you just weren't the typical girl that we see on this show. What was your take on all that? Because I know you had to have heard that.
1: I heard a lot of that and interestingly, I still get that to this day and I'm not really sure, I honestly wonder if I weren't an opera singer, if that weren't my occupation. Like if, if my thing said dog lover and I otherwise behaved entirely the same, would people say that? I think that... I have a kind of career that sounds like posh and and highbrow because honestly it's misunderstood and I don't know I don't know if I behaved in a way that made me seem different I I I think what people don't realize is that the sh- the people on the show are not idiots like they might come off that way or ditzy or like man obsessed or catty or bitchy or whatever but they're not as dumb as as people think. So I don't know why I was singled out as being the you know highbrow
0: too good for this person. I don't think it, they thought you were you're too good for Juan Pablo. It just it was just a weird. I I got a weird vibe, and I and it goes back to the first night because the very first night you got the first impression, Rose. And first off, did you think you were going to get it? No. Okay.
1: Oh my god, that to this day like. I have two big regrets from doing the show that if I, if I could go back in time, the things I would do differently. And one of them is I, I don't know. Have I ever told this story? I feel like I have, but I cannot, this, that is literally the most surprised I've ever been in my life. And I do not say that lightly. I did not expect him to give it to me. I felt like our conversation was fine, you know, a little, a little dry, like, you know, getting to know you and, I felt like there's no way it could have stood out or, you know, next to 29 other conversations. I just really didn't think much of it. And it felt like honestly a bit of a, and I don't say this towards him, but like a letdown because, you know, I was holed up in a hotel room for three days and there's so much anticipation and so much buildup.
0: And I think you were one, you were only one in recent memory. I, I that I can remember. It seemed like almost, I don't know, like almost annoyed that you got it. I remember there was a strong social media <laughs> reaction to your yeah, to your reaction for receiving me. the first impression rose. Yeah, they yeah, were that, yeah, so I talk about yeah, that's that.
1: That's truly an, like an example of when it happened in real life, I didn't think much of it. I didn't think much of the fact that I had said sure, but I, I'm going to give you a little backstory as to why I said sure and why I waited. Okay. Like right after my one-on-one time with him, I went and did an ITM which is what you do. And, you know, immediately they're like, so what do you think? How was your conversation? And I was like, if I'm perfectly honest, and I said, what was what aired? I was like, it was a little underwhelming. Like I just, you know, (laughs) I was just sort of expecting more fireworks or whatever. And so that that was that. And then, you know, a few hours go by, I have, you know, one or two more drinks. I'm not like, you know, falling down or anything. But I'm definitely like, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm ready to go. I thought for sure I was leaving. And then next thing I know, he's pulling me aside and bringing me that rose. And I immediately thought they told him to do this. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, the producers absolutely told, cause I went in there like, trust no one. The producers are the enemy. I was, I was that person. Yeah. And I was literally like looking over to the bushes on the side for the producer that I'd spoken to. And I was 100% convinced that they had told him to do it. And so I was kind of like, you know, weighing my options and kind of like, do I still accept this? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, and like, I don't know, it was kind of foggy. And I was just like, sure. Like, I was very like, I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know whether it was authentic. I didn't want him to give it to me because they told him to.
0: So you were in your own head, essentially.
1: Oh, my God. That's what people don't realize. Like, that whole night is like, it's like I blacked out. I don't even know (laughs) what happened. And I was not drunk. That's the funny thing. Like, I maybe had three to four drinks in the entire eight hours. Like it's just that you're slightly tipsy and you're, there's so much happening and there's, Oh my God is overwhelming.
0: So your one one-on-one. The first one of the season is in your first trip out of the country in South Korea, correct? Yes. Okay. And that was an interesting date because okay. on that date you sang for Juan Pablo after basically vying that you didn't want to want to. Now I don't, I don't know much about opera and just reading your stuff, I can tell you're not someone who overly flaunts your incredible singing voice. So how in the world did they get you to do that? And
1: Well, that's that's regret number two. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Well there you go. There
1: Well, and this that's what's so upsetting is I I went into it with my eyes open and I, I the final casting weekend I s you know, they were asking me a lot about the singing thing and you know the I'm sure you know about casting a weekend and how you do that ITM, and then you go into the room with all the producers and you realize that they've been watching it. Yeah. And so in that ITM, um, the producer asked me to sing a little, and I immediately was like, "No, I, I really don't want to. I don't want this to be about my singing." Like, and she was like, "No, I just want to get a feel. Like, I just want to like I've never heard it. You know." She was like a friend, you know, and she was like, "I've never heard anything like that. I just want to hear a bit." And I was, and I was like, "Uh." Okay, I was and she's like, this won't be on the show. This is like just still casting. And I was like, okay, so I sank like a tiny bit. Little did I know that would later be used, by the way, in previews. And like, when they aired Janner's wedding, like it was like this oh. little like freak talent thing, you know, that they wanted to show and I was just mortified. And when I went into the next room, and they were asking me about the singing, I said, I really, this is it's literally like my job. I don't want to, I don't know how these two could marry. I just am not interested in singing. And to this day, there are people that do not believe me. I don't know how to make that any more clear. Okay. Like if I wanted to sing, I could have done a, who's that opera singer that was on Andy's season? Uh,
0: oh, was, I think his name was Andrew or something. I don't even uh, remember. I can't remember his name. I don't know.
1: Well, I would have pulled a, whatever his name is and sung at every turn, but I didn't. And uh, leading into that date, so you know there's like time apart between the daytime of your date and the and the nighttime. Yeah. Um, and my producer was like, "So I'm just giving you a heads up. Juan Pablo's really gonna want to hear you sing tonight." And I was like, "Nope, it's not <laughs> happening." And he was like, "Well, hear me out. These are the reasons. He just, you know, he wants to know about this part of your life and blah blah blah. And he's really into it." And I was like. I don't know what else to tell you. No, I'm not doing it. Like, I really, really don't want to. And, and so I was like, really, really steadfast in that. And he was like, Okay, fine. Well, I'm just giving you a heads up. He's gonna ask you. And I was like, Okay, well, I can handle it. I can say no. And then, you know, evening rolls around. And we he leads me to this courtyard. And, and then he's like, he somehow caught me off guard. And He was like, Okay, and I was like what no I'm not doing it and this is one thing that they did not air was just how long I said no like he he asked me probably like I would say 30 times and I said no it was like I was almost in tears wow and I was really upset and finally I was like I don't know how to move on from this it's like I'm going to make a really nerdy reference, but it's like you're in a video game and you don't know what to do to get to the next level. Like it was the only thing I could do was sing to like move forward. And so I like sang a tiny little thing just to get out of the situation. And to this day, it's... uh, Huge regret. I can't watch it. I know it's on YouTube. I can't... It was horrible. It's just terrible. Just to know that that's like, you know, out in the internet. I hadn't warmed up. I hadn't been singing for a while. It was just like... It just doesn't... Not to sound like all prim and proper about my singing, it's just it just doesn't do what I do and what I went to school for and you know what I spend so many hours of my life pursuing justice.
0: Oh, I can imagine, and with all that said, the fact that they put you through all that, and he asked you thirty times, and we obviously didn't see any of that on TV so yeah,
1: it looked like he asked me twice, and I was like, "No, okay, oh,
0: okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll do it, it.
1: <laughs> And that was not how it was at all
0: okay so with that said just belt out a few bars of phantom for us right now here we go go (laughs) no you're not gonna do that are you
1: phantom that's (laughs) that's funny oh just as a fun fact i will say this about him because i have hung out with juan pablo since in new york when he's in town and he is still like that like i like things about him and i consider him a friend and he and, and my fiance get along well yeah but like still in a public setting he's like okay sing for us like sing and i'm like no <laughs> this is not like a a party trick
0: oh he didn't get it it's juan pablo <laughs> speaking of i
1: mean I, I i really think of him fondly i really do but i just think that he he sees it as this like cool trick you know or this cool thing that i do and it's just not uh in me. no i can
0: i can imagine i mean it's Juan. isn't he getting engaged isn't he about to get engaged or he's with a
1: i don't know that's news to me is he
0: I think I saw a story about that, but it could be be, uh, overhyped. So let's move on to your elimination, which was in Miami after traveling through Vietnam, then New Zealand. And am I missing a place? It was South Korea, then Vietnam, then New Zealand, correct? And then Miami.
1: That, I believe, is correct,
0: yes. So in Miami. We
1: got got some good good spots.
0: uh, He was the last bachelor that had great travel, easily. I mean the yeah, fact that you got that. those those three countries in a row. Um, that's right. Because six of you go to Miami, and actually, that what what was funny was I remember specifically there was a picture of the six of you walking in front of the hotel in Miami that got out uh, oh. while you guys were filming, and I didn't know who the final six were. I think when that picture came out, I had like four of the six. I don't think I had you yet, and I don't think I had uh, I had Nikki, I had Claire, I had. Andy. I, oh, I definitely had Andy. She was one of the first ones I had confirmed. I had,
1: Chelsea.
0: I had Chelsea. So I didn't have you and I didn't have. Renee. Renee. Or maybe it was, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was you. I, I don't think I had you at that point And I don't think I had, it was either Chelsea or Renee, but. Okay. um, So that picture got out, but that was funny. I I called you guys. I actually the Miami remember Six. when
1: that happened, by the way, we were doing B rolls of like exploring Miami in yeah. the hotel grounds. And, um, like we saw a pap like snap something in the in like in the bushes. Yeah. And someone pointed it out. I think Nikki was like, uh, someone just took a photo and then like a producer ran after them.
0: Yeah, and that picture was up within hours. And I was just yeah. like, Okay, well now yeah. I know six went to Miami because I, I mean, I can't think that far back in terms of where I was with my spoilers, but it definitely helped to know, like, okay, there's six in Miami and these are the six. I just need to find out who two of these other girls are. Or maybe it was Claire. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? I think it was Claire. I don't I don't think I know who Claire was at that <laughs> You don't one. sound sure about that. I this. know. I'm just, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, so in Miami, you had a one-on-one and you leave on your own. And there's something that came up at the time that I had found out about, I think, just doing research on you. And the thing was that you were scheduled for a performance in Germany, the week of the hometown dates, which would have been a few days after you had landed in Miami. So so I want you to come clean. It, 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 exclusive, <laughs> first time ever announcement. <laughs> did you leave the show voluntarily because you had a performance that you couldn't get out of? Or did the performance have nothing to do with it and you just chose to leave on your own and you could if have gotten out it? This is
1: going to sound like a cop-out, but both are true. I had a performance slated in germany but i could have gotten out of it like it was double cast um i was actually second cast and you know someone else knew the staging knew the singing everything and she actually had done more performances but it was on my schedule to do it and i will say this if i felt like strongly enough about about juan pablo and i wanted to do the hometown i really thought there there was something special there i absolutely would have I mean, and remember, I was a fan of the show, yeah. so there's also that factor too. Like, I felt I was like really adamant that I did not belong there. And again, remember, this is before Instagram fame, or, you yeah, know, monetizing where yeah, it really Instagram. took like, off. Like, I yeah. truly like. It sounds cheesy, but I really was sincere about that. And I remember in an ITM, my producer asking me, "Do you, can you bring Juan Pablo to meet your parents?" like sincerely as a potential husband and i was like that's when it really like hit me and i was like no i cannot and to bring i really had gone up into that point up to that point um very sincerely and very honestly if that makes sense like i had a nice time with him and i was definitely attracted to him like i was actually super attracted to him and but then when it became, like, about, oh, introducing them to your parents, like, I would have been officially faking it. You know, you can't yeah. fake that. That's my family. Like, I'm not going to go up to them and be like, yeah, mommy and daddy, like, look, <laughs> look this is it. the one. This, this <laughs> like is the couldn't. one. This <laughs> is- yeah, like, I feel if you – especially if – my one regret is that, you know, my parents never – like, I just feel like that they would have been so hilarious because, like, they don't watch the show – they, were, they thought it was like fucking weird, excuse my French, that yeah. I was doing the show. <laughs> you know, they would have been like, what's happening? <laughs> Especially upon meeting him. Like, I just think it would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really was going into it sincerely. And I, here's the thing. If I thought that he and the experience and like our potential as a couple was worth it, I could have called up the opera company and been like, can you get this other girl to do it? I could have at least asked. Yeah, I didn't even ask. I was like, you know what? This, I had to leave. I, you know, I have this performance. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait around here. What's the point? By then, I was just crawling up the walls. I was so ready to go.
0: And you couldn't. And you basically chose to leave because you just didn't see a future with him. That was it. I mean, it was just yes. strictly. I just.
1: If I didn't see a future with him, but there's also, and I mean, I wasn't even entrenched in any house drama, but people really do. Uh, underestimate the toll it takes on you emotionally to live in that situation like i on like i liked him fine i didn't see a future with him but that's the one thing that's sort of you know keeping you there and the rest the rest of the time the vast majority of the time you're you're with people that you're with the same people a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah well i was like crying a lot i wanted i was really homesick i missed the internet, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you just, I missed having books and music, you know, you just sort of start to lose your mind. And I was, and I remember a producer trying to talk me into, I was really, you know, expressing wanting to leave in New Zealand. And the producer, you know, was like, it gets a lot easier, I swear, when you're in Final Four, you don't have to live with everyone anymore, like you kind of go off on your own. Like he was really selling that to me, but I just... I just didn't like, you know, I didn't, I don't want to end up with a guy.
0: Yeah. You were over it at that point.
1: I was over it.
0: Okay. Well, that was a recap of your time on the show. We got a lot of stuff to get to, but if you can just sit- I, I
1: realized I never answered why. Oh, oh, sorry. You Wait, no. What anything.
0: What was your thing? What did what, oh, you Oh how answer? I
1: applied for the show. I realized I never answered that.
0: Oh, how was it? Was it you or did someone nominate you?
1: Um, do you want me to answer really quickly or do you want to do your thing? And then I'll come, I'll get to it in a second.
0: (laughs) No, do your thing. You go first.
1: Um, yeah, no, I was newly single and wondering what to do with my life because I was living in Germany and pretty, I, I was having like a, a third life crisis of sorts, you know, where I was really miserable in Germany and I didn't really love the career that I had worked so hard to, to get to. And I, you know, they, when they have the, uh, commercial breaks where Chris Harrison's like, you know, are you, do you want to date our next bachelor or bachelorette? And then the, this was back when they would like say the cities were, you know how sometimes they would say like, we have a casting event in oh, San yeah. Diego. Yeah. And so they said New York and it happened to be when I was in New York having lessons with my voice teacher. And like I said, I was newly single and like having this crisis in my life. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go.
0: Wow. Well, and so there's... I went to
1: a casting event.
0: Wow. You actually, so you're one of those people that actually got through casting through one of those open casting calls where it's just a I th- horde I mean, Andy of women
1: Dorfman was the same
0: and yeah i, I think she, I, she just
1: rolled up too after work one day like that's i literally went there i was supposed to meet friends for dinner and i went an hour early and i was like dressed up for dinner and i didn't have any papers or anything
0: Hmm. interesting yeah, yeah very, and i mean I, and
1: i rolled out of there like pretty like with a pretty good ego boost because <laughs> the casting director was like you know, pulled me aside, was like, you know, you're automatically the next level. Here's a packet, you know, look over the stuff, call me on Monday, here's my cell number. You know, I would be lying if that wasn't, you know, encouraging and a massive ego stroke. I think that that's how a lot of people end up on this show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, and as you mentioned earlier about, your season was kind of at the beginning of the social media craze with Twitter and, and, and all that stuff. I think... Yeah, what
1: a game changer, my God.
0: I think... When you talk about that, and I think in more recent seasons, you're casting people come from word of mouth, talent agencies, suggesting their clients. I don't think the the whole I waited in line and I was in a group of 200 women that was a line around the corner and I happened to get cast. I think that was – your season might have been one of the last ones where a majority of the cast – Oh, not, I don't know about majority. I just – I, I tend yeah, to I think that without interviewing in every contestant, I wouldn't know, but you know, I just, I get that impression that the people was that make the It was one of those the show- things where
1: the line was so long too, like way longer than I was expecting. And I ended up being late for dinner, but like I got, you know, by the time dinner was starting, you know, it was like a relaxed dinner with friends and I had to text my friend. I was like, I don't know if I want to, should I cut my losses? Do I just like go? Like, do I leave or should I wait? And she was like, no, 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 you should stay. So I like ended up, staying but otherwise I would have just left cuz the line it was like a long wait. There were like 300 plus girls there.
0: Wow. That's now that's an interesting. I've always been interested in the casting process. So I, thank you for sharing that with us. Um oh. <laughs> so let me uh let me uh before we move on to talking about what you're doing now and talking about just the show in general and how things have changed. I want to take a moment And thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Skills Skills that you play the mobile games you love and win real cash prizes. All Skills games are free to play with the option to compete for the cash and prizes. You can win real money playing games on your iOS or Android device. There are two players that have both won over $100,000 playing Strike Bowling on their phone. I played Strike Bowling and I'm terrible at it, but I can't stop playing it. In fact, Skills has awarded over $70 million in prizes since 2014. You can win up to $150 in a single tournament with entry fees as low as a penny. Skills has a variety of games, including puzzles, bubble bursting, bowling, pool, solitaire, trivia, more. Word Blitz and bowling are the two that I play, and I swear I can't stop playing them. And I have a love-hate relationship with them because I suck at them, but I play them all the time. You join over 50,000 users that have won $100 or more. Download your favorite game at skills.com backslash Steve and start winning cash, playing games on your phone or tablet. And when you make a deposit, use the promo code Steve for an extra $10. That's skills.com skills with a Z.com slash Steve. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So this kind of brings me into my next topic. I do want to talk about what you're doing right now. And that is you're recapping for flair magazine. And you also have your own site, all the pretty pandas.com. So what yeah. made you get into that
1: uh it I mean this brings us back to the beginning like i wanted I wanted to create a community I guess of people who saw the show through the same lens that I did, especially having been on it. you know, I was dying to recap it from an insider's perspective, and when I was a viewer, I was always sort of analyzing the editing and like well wonder what's behind that fourth wall and you know what how was that sausage made and Pretty much I wanted to recap it and kind of push the envelope a bit with what I was allowed to do and, and just sort of show that. And I do make a point of only ever picking apart what anyone can see. So it's not like I'm not trying to get dirt from behind the scenes that only, you know, an alum would find out and then posting it on the blog. I'm like taking editing that anyone can see and and pointing it out
0: or any dirt that that reality Steve guy gets and posts anything like that
1: or that <laughs> yeah. yeah that reality Steve guy You
0: know I get I get asked a lot this came up in reader emails a couple weeks ago people ask me all the time they're like Charlene has to be aware of spoilers or she has to read your site do you know so <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you straight I get up this all what, the
2: time.
0: what what is your stance on spoilers especially you know this season with Nick someone that you are friends with exactly what has been your stance in past seasons with spoilers In terms of my sight or just the season of Nick?
1: I mean, it's so. I always start out like pure. I always start. I want to watch unspoiled, but I never remain unspoiled. So whenever I start the season, I'm like, I really give it my go and I give it my all. And seriously, anyone who reads my Bachelor or Bachelorette Canada recaps, there have never been any spoilers. And I have guessed the winner both times, like second or third episode in. So I'm just saying. I think I'm decently good at this. I also analyze things like limo exit or like one-on-one time or like just the formatting of it because they're not going to let someone win and not show some, you know, crucial conversations. Yeah. However, of course, like I, it's impossible to get to the end of a season and not know whether it's someone like, you know, carelessly commenting under one of my posts and saying who the winner is or, um, uh, on Ben's season for example one of my very very best friends is a long time Alaska Airlines flight attendant and she told me like two episodes in like I like it was common knowledge that Lauren won and I was like what oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like devastated because I was like so unspoiled but yeah it always inevitably like I, oh, I think the season before that, I think Chris's season, Kelly, Travis, dog lover, accidentally spoiled for me. So, yeah, I end up finding out just accidentally as the season goes on. I never, like, seek it out. But, you know, let's be honest. It's like I have to – I still am supposed to, like, predict who the winners are. It's like it. Yeah. I always try to – you know with my predictions quote-unquote predictions base it on what i would think if i didn't know if you didn't know especially as it gets later and later in the season
0: that's a tough way to write when you know it's
1: super tough i appreciate i know that you appreciate that and it is hard
0: that is it's why i mean i get asked all the time is there any way that you could write your recap on tuesdays without talking about the spoilers and i'm like no, there isn't. I just, <laughs> I don't want. If it's already out there, I can't pretend to not know what I know, and it's it would it would make my writing so not good. It just wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think people know by now that if you come to Reality Steve, it's a spoiler site. You're going to get spoilers. I can't keep it out of there once they're already the spoilers are already out. But you, yeah, you also do one thing on your site that I think is a tough balance is. You have to contact contestants while the show is airing to get their outfits uh, so you can link to it on your site. Yeah. And I, I, I have yes. to imagine that is a very tough balance to ask women for their help, essentially, but then turn around and try and not be biased when you write about them, especially if they're that's, a hot mess. <laughs> yes,
1: that's very difficult. That's, okay. I mean, you are nail- nailing it on the head with that one. I, I would be lying if I if I said that, you know, if someone responds to me and it's like super sweet and they're like, I watched your season, you were my favorite. And yeah, this is where my dress is from. <laughs> you know, within the, 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 the two weeks, they're like, they do something kind of shitty. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, like, how could I remain objective in that situation? It's next to impossible. So I do my best and you can always tell, like, I will still be honest, but I'll word it very carefully or I'll be very diplomatic. But Yes, of course. That's very difficult, especially when at that point you feel like you know them. I think actually an example from this season, I mean, I was team Taylor the yes. entire season anyway, but Taylor was, is an example of that. She was super sweet, unbelievably, like, just like really quick to respond and just like a really normal, sweet girl, you know, and then when all this was happening to her, um, I... Staunchly believe that I would still feel the way I did, even if I hadn't been in touch with her. But then I remember she returned. You remember she at the beginning of I don't know episode 6 or whatever she after the two on one she returned
0: in New Orleans, to, yeah. So
1: yeah to warn Nick about her or something like that. Yeah. And I said in my recap I was like like I really wish she hadn't done that. You know, I just don't think she did herself any favors. Like I was still honest, but yeah, of course that's that's a really tough balance to find.
0: No, I can I can imagine for you and to do something like that. Like I obviously have no contact with any contestants well, while the show is airing or before the show or anything like that. So I pretty much have free reign on anybody. I'll go after whoever I feel like going after. Which and, makes
1: it easier. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not saying what you do is easy, but it does. You can sort of say what you want and yeah. say what you think.
0: Because my goal, is, my goal has never been to make friends with these contestants. If I end up becoming friends later on, once they're off the show and acquaintances and there are few that have happened. Then I'm fine with that. But I'm not writing so someone will like me. If I did that, yeah. my my recaps would be 180 <laughs> degrees different than they are right now. i I just I <sighs> just write I, daffodils way, and rainbows you. about everybody. You know. In
1: a way, I envy you because I I'm try I try to be as unbiased, objective, and just honest as I possibly can be. But then I'll be at an event and like meet someone that yeah. maybe I wasn't super nice about. And it's like unbelievably awkward. And I, and in that moment, I wish I never recapped it all. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, in that moment, I'm like, this isn't worth it. And so, oh, I think I've gotten a little more diplomatic as the years have gone on just because I'm so afraid of that moment <laughs> of meeting someone that I trashed
0: you talk about like meeting and something like that the thing is you're a former contestant you're part of bachelor nation so ripping on anybody or being giving a real strong opinion that's not positive about somebody else you're probably going to end up hearing from them as me yeah people can reach out to me and email me whenever they want but it just doesn't happen i don't get it i think you're
1: giving contestants way too much credit like you i wouldn't hear And I I speak of everyone, including myself. Like I wouldn't hear from someone if they were unhappy with what I wrote. I would just, you know, I would, I'm sure just, it would be said to the grapevine. It's a very, it's more gossipy than that. I'm sure it would just be said that I'm like such a bitch.
0: But it would, it would get out. It, It would get out to that person. It would get
1: out, but I, I, it would not be, it would not, it would not be a mature adult. Like, Hey, what you wrote about me really hurt my feelings. Can we talk about that? It would never be that.
0: They'd never, they'd never do that. They would never, No, go
1: never, hmm. never. It would just be like people, people would talk, but you would not to you.
0: Gotcha. And yeah. so you, you do that with your website and I, I want to kind of transition into how the show has changed social media wise. And I know that you have talked about this on both your websites on the Flare and all the pretty pandas. I, The product shilling on Instagram, and you have done it. You don't do it nearly as much as other people. What is your whole take on how the the social media and the shilling has kind of taken over the show? Like I said, it wasn't huge on your season, and now it is. And you've got girls who last four or five episodes, not major factors, are now in the hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers now and can start pimping products because they do have an audience. And I I understand the strike while the iron is hot motto, but some of these contestants are are lukewarm at best. I mean, do you think it's out of hand? Uh,
1: um I I mean, I agree it's been it's this is a complete game changer. Like when I went yeah. on the show, like I said, my main reasons were you know, third life crisis. Newly single, looking for an adventure. Like, how could I pass up on this experience? It had nothing to do with my. I had Instagram, but it was like a private account with my ex. Like, it, I didn't even know that that was. I maybe this means i have terrible foresight, but I just had no idea that it could ever turn into what it's turned into. Um, I, uh, I, I believe I personally try really hard to only ever shill, to use your words, yeah. things that I absolutely love and would use or do use. Yes. And I even then, I'm actually not, I don't do, like, for example, this is actually a funny example. I actually use HelloFresh and Blue Apron. <laughs> and I've never uh. done an ad for either of them. Like, I actually, Andy and I are like the perfect, we're like the target demo for that. Like, we actually buy Blue Apron and HelloFresh and cook them because, you know, we live in New York. And yeah groceries are expensive and like, it just makes sense for us to eat in at least three nights a week, but I've never done an ad for them. Um,
0: and there's two feet of snow outside and you don't want to walk outside to go get groceries. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's that. that and,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. And you, you don't have a car, but um, if they reached out and offered me like, you know, a generous amount of money to advertise something I already use, like I have a hard time believing most people would not do that. Mm hmm. You know, I I sort of want to point the finger back at people. And at the same time, there are I think it gets really obnoxious. Like, I don't think everyone uses the products they sell. Yeah. Uh, I you know, I this reminds me a bit of like and I'm I'm not trying to compare Bachelor alums to like actual celebrities. But if you think about any L'Oreal commercial or like foundation commercial or hair commercial, like and where there's any celebrity, it's not. It's a much that's a much bigger scale with like legit celebrities who have actual talent, but it's not that different. And I just I think the judgment has subsided a bit. And I agree with you. I don't think it'll last forever. And in a way, it's like strike while the iron is hot. Like I do think that if you have hundreds of thousands of followers and you're getting paid thousands of dollars to post a photo on Instagram, how many people can really say they'd be above that? I guess.
0: Yeah, I think a lot comes down to at least for me is the using of the product because yes, because
1: yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yes. And I th- I've said no to, I say no to over 90% of the things I am asked to shill.
0: Yeah.
2: Because
1: that reason I'm like, I don't use this. Like, and I never would use this <laughs> and I'd, or, or maybe I would, but like, I don't want to advertise that I would use
0: this. And I can, I can pull back the curtain on, on, a couple things here in terms of the podcast. You know, if this is the 17th podcast, and we just started doing ads uh, last podcast, and then obviously you heard me read for Skills, which is a gaming app, which I actually play. But would I do Blue Apron or HelloFresh? Absolutely not, because I've I've done nothing but make fun of the contestants who do <laughs> pimp that, because, I, I mean, outside of you, I, I honestly don't know if those other people actually do eat that stuff and use it. So I can't, I, mean, I can't be hypocritical and turn saying. around and I can't be <laughs> hypocritical and turn around and then start pimping it on these podcasts. I had, um, I had an advertiser come to me about doing the podcast for, it was like an app about horoscopes and stuff like that. I said, I just wrote a post two posts ago of making fun of tarot card, tarot readers and all that stuff. And there's no way I would do that. So I think it all comes down, at least for me, is you're going to hear products on this show that, one, I either use myself or, two, that I know my listeners can gain from. Because I'm a male host with a predominantly female audience, so there's not a lot of products – not a ton, but there's not a ton of products that I'm going to be able to use – that I'm going to think that my listeners can use as well because most of my listeners are women. So I have to find unisex products or I'll just talk about products that females can buy. And we're, you know, we're working on things like that, but yeah, I think it just comes down to, do I honestly believe they're using it? And for the most of, for most of the contestants, I don't because they post so many and I just don't think they're using all of them. And there are some contestants that will just go out of their way, and it's like whoever comes to them and says, hey, we want to run you know, a two-post ad on your Instagram, and they're just like, boom. Uh, they're just not saying no to anything. Like you said, you t- say no to 90%. I think a lot of them aren't saying no to anything, 0%, and they just I, I agree.
1: I, I mean, there's so many other factors here. It's like, did they – what what kind of work did they have before? And is this their main source of income? You know, like may, maybe you're, you don't have the luxury to say no to 90% of your things if that's like your main gig and, you know, more yeah. power to them. I mean, it's very good money for the level of effort. And in a way I see it as like advertising is advertising. Like an ex of mine was the editor of a magazine and like he would be put up in a hotel, you know, in exchange for like a little like a free little ad in the magazine or you know what they would always want is like editorial and it's always a you scratch my back I'll scratch yours and if it's you're being paid to advertise something I do think that you know it's in your best interest in the long run to remain authentic in your feed and your yeah. public whatever to to advertise things that you actually condone and use and believe in but i don't know if if this is your main thing then uh, who am i to judge
0: And and that's just talking about the product itself now when you relate it to actually the show to where this has taken over and every female because it's let's face it the instagram posts are mostly done by the female contestants there's just not a ton of stuff. I don't see a lot of the guys doing and I just I mean I, I
1: think the popular one with the men is like the protein thing. The protein that,
0: thing or the eyewear. They can do the eyewear too the diff, oh yeah, diff, diff eyewear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. it's mostly it's mostly for the females. And so it it when it bleeds into okay, who are these Instagram sponsors going after? They're going after impressionable young females, girls in their twenties or thirties, girls who will most likely be applying on this show so
1: disposable income
0: yeah and I think that this these girls that go on the show it bleeds over because now you have to question because trust me I don't think this was the case on your season because as we talked about this was you know you were three four years ago now every single girl that applies to be on the show, is fans of people like you, and they're seeing what the JoJo's and the Allie's and the I don't think they're
1: fans of mine, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: they, I mean, they're fans of the previous contestants, and they see exactly what they're doing on Instagram. They see what's going on, and they see not only the the production. Yeah, they see the success stories. They also see, I just got to get my foot in the door with this franchise, and if I can glom on to the right people you know, here I come.
1: It's career changing. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, and I mean, so examples.
1: anyone who, I mean, Lacey is a fantastic example. She left night one on my season and then ended up engaged on the first season of paradise. And I'm not sure how many followers she has, but I'm sure it's more than I have. And, you know, I'm sure she's making money on Instagram and if she hadn't done paradise. Hadn't, like you said, sort of latched on to the franchise. It didn't really matter how far she made it on her season.
0: And that adds. See, that's where it adds to my skepticism because now yeah. I know in 2017, every female that applies to be on this show, we all know that nobody's applying because they think they're going to win. They're applying for the free vacation, the travel, the swag bags, the just the fact to be a part I, of I Bachelor Nation.
1: The travel, vacation, swag bag thing. But yeah, I agree <laughs> about the Instagram potential thing. Yeah,
0: and and just be and just being part of Bachelor Nation, where it's like. Okay, I might not be. You have a one in 25 chance of getting engaged at the end of the thing. Those aren't great odds, but you also have a great opportunity to, once you're on the show, very easy for other dudes from this show to slide into your DM, you know, become a part of paradise, you know, hook up with guys that way. It's almost like you're going on this show just so you can be in a new sorority slash fraternity. And I think that's where it's hard for me to take a lot of these contestants seriously now. I don't think I, that was a way back on your season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I actually think the way that Instagram has impacted the show the most is that if there's a direct correlation between how many episodes you're on the air and how many followers you have. And so there is an incentive to fake your feelings, yeah. pretend you're in love, act differently than you would. You know, if, if you look at anyone who's ever left the show ever myself included, if, if I knew making it to final four, final three, final two meant doubling, tripling my Instagram following, that's a. I'm not – I have no idea. I honestly can't even put myself in that scenario. I have no idea. But, like, I would be lying if I didn't say that you would have crossed my it. mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think Absolutely. about that today. How if you make final four, you have so many more Instagram followers and each hundred of thousands of Instagram followers you have is – Is dollar signs. Well, I think you know you can pretend to be in love, you can, or convince yourself that you're in love, or be a villain, or act up, or create drama, anything for airtime, because airtime means you know if you get airtime or you create drama, then the producers want to keep you around. Like there's so many ways that you can force yourself or like keep yourself on that show that are for you know not the right reasons. (laughs) Well,
0: I think the biggest example of that this season was Corinne, and I think I saw Uh. a tweet last night that before the season started Corinne had 11,000 followers on instagram she's over 550,000 I, how did now she
1: had 11,000 before the season started
0: 11,000 before the season started somehow that's a lot and, and you know what i didn't i didn't do any research on this tweet i just remember seeing it kind of as i was scrolling last night it could be wrong but Obviously, it's not wrong about where she's at now. It's like five thirty-five or five hundred fifty thousand. I think
1: she just. I think she broke. I think she's at six hundred. Okay,
0: so she's I mean, at six hundred. It's going to
1: continue to climb.
0: Yeah, and this is a girl that.
1: I mean, yeah, when we, we, when we get into climb. talking about Nick, but
0: <laughs> this is a girl that Nick was never going to take home to Chris no. and his mom's. No. I can't even remember his mom's name, but he yeah. he knew it. We all knew it. And we could all see what she was up to. She is the perfect example of, if you want to talk about what the the negative part of the show and what the show has turned into, she's the perfect example, at least to me, because she went on there with the sole goal of being a character, saying one-liners that could make it as memes, as t-shirt slogans, you know, platinum vagine and all that stuff. She did that, and... You know, credit to her, she succeeded. She's over six hundred thousand followers, and now yeah. you know the talk about this. You know, multi million dollar company. Really, we really think she's going to go back to working for her dad's garage flooring business. Not a fucking chance in hell. It's not going <laughs> to happen. And so, she is now going to be that girl. She is going. She's the female Chad of this season. I wouldn't be surprised if we Except see her I on think future far shows. More successful. Yeah, far more successful, but. You know, in his own way, Chad has been successful creating his own brand. The guy got on famously single. I mean, as bad oh, as that he? show oh, is, oh, did I didn't even know. Yeah, he's on famously single, which starts up. You know, right before Paradise starts, so it's it's just one of these things where there is a there certainly is a negative side that a lot of the public is now seeing because every time people go on this show now, it's like. Oh, well, they're only doing it to get on Paradise and they're only doing it to get on Instagram. You know, the Women Tell All airs and people like Josephine and Lacey are running their mouths and people like (laughs) who? And we all know it's because producers told them before the show, you know, you want to be on Paradise. You might want to make a name for yourself and say some outlandish stuff and go defend Corinne and go attack. Go attack Taylor for what she said. You know, Josephine, know, Josephine and Lacey were all over Taylor at Women Tell All. And it's like, who? Who are you?
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed that actually about Michelle Money's well, your podcast with Michelle Money and how she talked about back that was the case with Bachelor Pad. Yeah, like they've been doing this for a long, long time. Oh
0: yeah, and, and can we
1: just take a moment to mourn the loss of Bachelor Pad because it's the best show, <laughs> and I'm still sad about it.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's it was such a better show than Paradise because no the comparison. Paradise content the Paradise concept is so. Just it's dumb. very weak. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. It was yeah. was that ever an option with you, or how soon after when you were done with with Juan Pablo season, what did Andy, your fiance, come into your life? Or um, how, I met
1: him very soon after my season finished. Oh, okay, he's, do you want to say hi to him? He's walking up the stairs right now.
0: Hi, Andy. Andy, do
1: you want <laughs> do you want to come say hi to to, to reality, Steve? <laughs> we're talking about when you came into my life. This will be short.
0: Yeah. Hey, Reality. Hey, Steve. <laughs> no, hey, Steve Reality. Slot, <laughs> What's up, Andy? How you doing? How you doing? I- I'm um, I'm great. So Char- you came into Charlene's life shortly after she got off the show? How'd that all come about? Yes.
1: M- my season finished airing on March 10th, and he and I met on the 30th of that same month.
0: And how did that right. come about? How'd you guys meet? You want the long story or the short story <laughs> the, or the medium? Me- medium? <laughs> medium story. I'm curious. I don't want a one-sentence thing, but I don't want a right. diatribe.
3: No, I am
1: I'm, t- I'm telling oh, you, you go away. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, so I get I yeah, just, you go. Okay,
3: you
0: get the good part. Andy, <laughs> okay, no, Andy, I do want to No, no, you tell the story.
1: He'll he'll tell the story. This will be cute. No, no, you tell. No, I want to hear you tell the story. No, tell
3: the story. Do it. <laughs> okay. So, I was uh, it was a Saturday afternoon and I was I was stroking some tinder. <laughs> and uh,
0: that started off I, so boring. I ran
3: across a gal um, who who also apparently liked me very deeply. Yeah. And uh, she, we we just had a very quick chat, and she invited me to this uh, benefit down in Tribeca, which I had no intention of going to. But I said, okay, I'll I'll, I'll see you down there. So uh, she gave me the address, and then I just uh, later that night, it was very rainy. It was one of the worst rainstorms I've ever seen. Yeah, it was actually. terrible. So I had no really intention of going out, but for some reason, I just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. I don't know why. So I went out, went downtown, through the rain, my umbrella broke, got to this place. It was a $50 cover charge, which I wasn't happy about. I don't know why I paid that, but I paid it. (laughs) Went inside. I ended up seeing the girl that I was supposed to meet, and I don't know why, there's many reasons, but I just said, you know what, not into it. So I snuck around the corner to kind of get away from her line of sight, and I found a couch. I sat down. And Charlene came over and said, is anyone sitting next to you? She sat down with no intention of talking to me, by the way. She just <laughs> wanted to sit down. And that was it.
0: Shut up. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, he struck up a conversation. I just said, hey,
3: what are you doing here? Or no, that's not what well, I said. Well,
1: he didn't even think I was hot. He thought that I looked like a snotty Asian bitch. Well, I wasn't.
3: <laughs> I, I, I wasn't a big. Like, I never dated Asian girls. Oh, really? And she look like an Asian bitch. <laughs> Oh, okay.
1: Apparently, when I wear burgundy lipstick, I look really bitchy. <laughs> yeah,
3: she looked really bitchy. But, so, but I anyway. said hi, and that was
0: it. Was it that? Was it <laughs> that conversation? Best. Was it that conversation where you told her basically I just ghosted a Tinder date that I was supposed to meet? Or no, not no, until we, later I on found you found out. out.
1: I found that like a week yeah, later. That was oh, okay. Later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought
2: gotcha. it was funny. Yeah.
0: Okay, Interesting. To, well, I I'm gonna do- um, Andy. I'm gonna bring you back later on because I know yeah. you're friends with Nick. You both are friends with Nick, and I know you've yeah. had a lot of interaction with Nick, so I'm going to want your opinion on him later All right. on.
2: Okay. I'll be back. I'll call okay. him back. Okay. All right.
1: Okay, bye.
0: bye. Okay. Um, I
2: mean,
1: that was his side of that story, but yeah. But that was pretty much it. That's, he wasn't making it up. We met Cute. I happened to sit next to him.
0: Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah, which
1: is honestly because I don't believe in many things. I don't believe in fate or the one or anything, but like he's – my everything. And like, it would be just very, uh, like, it's just so scary to think of how unlikely it was that we met.
0: That was a very interesting. So I did not know that story. I mean, I don't think you've ever really told told it. Have you, have you told it on your blog or anything?
1: Oh, not, not really. Like old friends and things, but I—I okay. I mean, I, my my side is not too. It, it's actually it's different in that I wasn't meeting like going to meet a tender person, but I had two girlfriends that were supposed to come with me to this event, and I was invited by a guy I had gone on two match dates with three years prior. Oh, and we had remained platonic friends. And I said, "Hey, is anything going on tonight?" And he said, "Come down to this event in Tribeca." And both my girlfriends bailed on me because the weather was brutal. It was terrible. Um, And I don't know, something like I was really, I just wanted to go. I had like, I don't know. I had to to go to that event. And he wasn't there yet when I arrived. So I looked for a seat and I happened to sit next to Andy. So that's why whenever anyone's like, oh, I don't know about online dating. I'm like, get online. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Because even though we did not meet online, if it weren't for two forms of online dating, we never would have met.
0: Interesting. Well, one one last thing here that I want to uh, that I want to kind of go over. And this is something that has come up a lot with my readers and I've never asked a former contestant that I've had on the podcast this and I I think cuz I just forget, but it something you said <laughs> something you said in the last 10 minutes made me write it down so I didn't forget. And it's the fact of the relationship between producers and contestants because <clears throat> we see a lot of it go on on this show where we talk about the edit a lot and oh my god she got a bad edit or she got a horrible edit and then some of them will take to their social media accounts after an episode airs where it doesn't make them look good i mean that's totally not how it happened or whatever but then they will eventually end up on paradise Paradise. or something (laughs) like that and yeah and i'm i'm very curious about how how people feel about the producers and they seem to complain a lot on social media when they don't get a great edit or something is shown that's not exactly how it went down. But yet they also try not to piss off producers by saying anything. So is it more is it more a case of they just don't want to burn any bridges? Because it's just funny to me how I see people who complain about edits, but then will tweet to a producer or say, oh, my God, I loved her. She was the best and whatever. Exactly how does it work between them? Because you know, as a contestant on this show, producer's job is to get as much out of you as possible, but then turn around and use that information against you. So is it just you just get over it and it's just like, okay, well, they did their job and now we're outside the show so I can be friends with them.
1: I think there's two there's two parts to to my answer to okay. this question. The first is that I think people overestimate how how much contestants are led to believe. I'm wording this very carefully. How much contestants are led to believe that the producers that they work with on the show have to do with the edit that they get. If that makes sense.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? So it's you like you mean the producer's you know, sitting in the room with you in the ITM asking yeah, you the yeah, questions? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. There,
1: there is a they when I've talked, when I have spoken to producers about this, you know, they there is this sort of deflection of responsibility. You yeah. know, you yes, of course, you know, the the producer in the room with Olivia or Corinne is doing their job and getting the dirt. But then, you know, when it comes down to that edit, there is a
0: there's an editing you know, team. They're, back they're in the yet, there's
1: an editing team and there's a storyboard team or a storyboard producer yeah. and you you can blame that one producer all you want, but they did their side of the job. It's, you know, they, you could genuinely feel like their friend and maybe they feel like your friend and it doesn't matter. It's too late. You know, they got the material is on air or on, on film. But I just think that people think that the producers that contestants talk to are the ones that go and edit the show and put what's out there. And that's not really the case. And that's something that the producers that we talk to, the ones that we are in those ITM rooms with, um, Emphasize that's something that they, of course, emphasize to to contestants, okay. but at least in my experience. And my other answer to that is uh, yes, I think you're right that they there's I don't know, I don't want to say an intimate intimidation factor or like a fear factor, but you know, they are they work for this powerful company, they're high up with this show. You never know when you know, you don't necessarily want to burn a bridge, that maybe you'll want something from down the road. Maybe yeah. you'll want to go in paradise who a lot of people really want to go in paradise for reasons I'll never understand. Yeah. But you know, that's, you do really want to burn that bridge. Exactly. And, and I mean, you do, this is something that people never understand, but you do really become their friends as, as stupid as that
0: sounds. You really do.
1: When I see a producer, I like get really excited and I give them a big hug and I'm like so excited to see them and like hear about their lives.
0: And how many bridges are you burning by doing this podcast? Uh,
1: i have no idea i don't really i don't i don't know am i (laughs) i don't know i mean i'm just i (laughs) I was just curious
0: if somebody said anything to you because i've I've been promoting this since last week
1: i've been very frank about my experience on the show and i've been very honest you know about as a viewer my perspective on it i write about it all the time Mm -hmm. i know that they know i write about it um and I there's I can I can have a love hate. I I love them as people. I don't have to love what they do to other people, but you know, on the whole, I never, you know, I I wasn't feeling suicidal or anything after my my experience, and it was a hard experience, but I I have generally good things to say about them. Yeah. As I know that might not sound believable, but it's honest to God the truth. They're okay. very likable people. That's why they're so good at their jobs.
0: Okay. Um, we are one hour into this podcast, and we haven't spoken about Nick once. So (laughs) it's we've we finally this
1: is going to be the case. Yeah, we've
0: finally gotten to this point where this conversation is probably going to take a turn. But um, but let's let's just like take a turn
1: for the worst. Like, well, I mean, mean, just take
0: a turn for the. I think it's been. I think it's been a very good. I'd oh, we're lo- gonna start
1: disagreeing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna start disagreeing on
1: things okay, right now. Right. Let's just—I'm—I'm I'm ready to disagree. Yeah,
0: Steve. let's just let's just get it out there right now. This is this this is the part of the podcast where I don't think we are going to see eye to eye on anything. And and I'm not and I'm not here to I'm not going to sit here and try and sway you. And I don't think you're going to try and sway me. I think we'll just both present our sides and. Yeah, and at the end of this conversation, it's going to be this. I think I'm going to feel the same, and I think you'll probably feel the same. But yeah, it does need to be talked about. But I want to talk. Uh,
1: my favorite traits in a person is their ability to agree to disagree, and yes. I'm pretty sure you can do that. So we're going to be just fine.
0: Yeah, we'll be fine. Um, let's start out with what we saw last night. Yeah. Well, this is airing on Thurs uh, Wednesday, so <laughs> I'm, I have to so say I'm Monday. I'm reading
1: ear to ear right now. This is funny. <laughs> It's just weird to be like, okay, we're about to disagree. Let's,
0: let's amend. We know we're going to disagree. So, okay. So tell me, so maybe even before that, tell me about Nick Vile, the person.
1: I mean, I don't know what to say other than he's a loyal, he's a, he's a good friend in his way.
0: Bullshit.
1: I'm sorry. I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: yeah, that hurt my ears, yeah. but okay, we'll move on. Sorry. Like, that. okay, you know when I was way, way, way long ago in this hour, I was talking about how if someone had beef with me or something I wrote, they would go whispering around. It would probably become some gossip thing, and it would be, you know, I'm yeah. to people who've never met me, I'm a massive bitch or whatever. I will say this about Nick: he is no bullshit. He doesn't feel the need to do that. He's a very direct. Person and it, I really, really, really value that. Perhaps more than some other people, but that's how I am, and that's how well, that's how I strive to be. And he'll tell me if I write something, and he'll be like, he'll be like, I just read your column. Like I don't, you know, I don't necessarily agree, and I'm like, okay, tell me why you don't agree, and then we'll Facetime about it, and maybe in the end, like we're about to do, agree to disagree. But it's like I would much rather he just come to me and we can talk about it, and we can have this conversation as adults and, and he opens my mind up to things and and vice versa. and, And no one else needed to know about it. You know what I mean? We're, we're adults. I don't know. There's no gossiping. There's no rumors. He's just, I know he has my back and I have his, you know?
0: Would you say that Nick is an overly sensitive person?
1: Um, I don't think he's overly sensitive. I think if I Here's this is a kind of it's a trick question because I don't think he's overly sensitive, but I think he puts himself in situations that he will be sensitive to. So I think I would probably be way more sensitive than he is to the criticism he receives. But have I put myself in that position? No. So, you know, you can criticize the fact that he puts himself in that position, but I don't think he's overly sensitive. No.
0: okay I've heard opposite. I've heard completely opposite. I've heard that he's very, very sensitive to the criticism that he receives online, um, that he will go out of his way to make it known that he doesn't like certain things that are said and written about him, which is is fine. Obviously, if you go on this show, you're going to have negative stuff written about you, even if you think you are the greatest contestant that this show has ever had. And, you know, someone who's put himself out there four times, it's... You have to know what comes with the territory. and Yeah. And no, I, and that's, I mean, it, that's, that's
1: in one, the one of the ways, like I said, like, you can, I do, you know, he put himself in a situation. That doesn't mean that he's not allowed to have feelings about it, but it also yeah. means that, you know, you can only have so much sympathy. But at the same time, I will like, I don't disagree. Like, he'll call me and be like, hey, like. I don't agree with what you wrote about me. You know, it could be about him and then we'll have a conversation about it. And he doesn't have to change my mind, but we can have a conversation about it. I, I don't yeah. see that as him being overly sensitive, perhaps because I'm his friend and maybe yeah. he would hope that I would take his side all the time. I don't think, I honestly don't think that's how it is, but I know I, I don't think that, sorry.
0: <laughs> Do you think it's tough for you to have an objective opinion on, yes. on Nick. Oh,
1: totally. Yes.
2: Okay.
0: Super
1: hard. Yeah. I can admit that. I mean, I think I've had very objective opinions about his season as a whole. Yeah. I, my writing has been, you know, I've ranged from, Oh my God, I love that episode. One of my favorite one-on-ones ever to like, Oh my God, that was the most boring episode ever. Like I've been very, very upfront about that. But of course, like I can't remove what I know about this human who I've hung out with countless times from like what I'm seeing on TV, I can't, I can't do that. And I think that's okay. I think it would be weird if I were un- completely unbiased about him as a human.
0: And it's understandable. I don't expect someone who's friends with him to trash him in every, yeah,
1: exactly. in every word
0: they write. But I mean, when you, you know, write I'm what you write.
1: His actions, which I have done.
0: Yeah, and when you write what you write, there's still a part of me. And I read everything you wrote on Flair and everything you wrote on All the Pretty Pandas this year.
1: You're so sweet. I love, <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's like exciting for me. I'm like, oh my God, really? stupid. Well, <laughs> oh God.
0: But here comes the negative. I read it, <laughs> I read it knowing, yeah. well, she's going to say this. She's his friend. She's not going to get into anything deep that puts Nick in a negative light. You're just not and, you know, just like we, just like we were I, dealing with the the Instagram people. Then you have to contact yeah. them. Nick Nick is that plus on a times a hundred because you're actually friends with him before you know he's giving you anything about his outfit. Okay. You know,
1: I gotta say that that's part and parcel. Like you want to read what I'm writing because I'm friends with the guy. Then like that comes with the territory. You can't expect me to be like completely okay. objective as though yeah. I don't know him as a know him as a human and same with the fashion stuff you know people want me to id clothes and they want to know about this and that what was she wearing it's like i can't find out some of that stuff without contacting them it it comes with the territory okay and i'm doing the best i can Is all i can say no i think i think you do
0: i think you do a great job and it was just this season you know because obviously yeah
1: oh absolutely i was thinking that i was like this season is going to be different i was really excited about it but i was like this is going to be i told Andy at the beginning i was like this is gonna be really hard To recap, because you know, I want to be as honest as possible, and I have a lot of opinions.
0: So, in in talking about last night, let's let's just go straight to the finale. I don't want to talk about Nick's season and all the Corinne stuff, and what about this date or whatever. Like, we're way past that. We're at the finale; it's aired. They're over and done with. Your thoughts on the finale in terms of AFR, the after the final? Well, before we get to the AFR, let's talk about let's talk about Raven versus um what's her name? Vanessa. Sure <laughs> a blank. Uh How Raven ver- so Raven much. versus Vanessa. I think we all saw that Raven he was he was someone that cared about Raven. Um uh, I'm sure he liked her. Um I'm sure he wasn't in love with her. And I'm sure that she was a girl that he had a good time with on the show, but Vanessa was someone that he was probably attracted to immediately. I don't think this was a surprise to anybody. And I'm not even talking about the spoiler aspect of it, the fact that everybody knew four days after they got engaged that it was her. But I'm just talking in general about Vanessa versus Raven. Knowing Nick the way you know him, what's your take on the two?
1: I mean, I just feel like it's not even... (sighs) It's almost not even worth discussing. I've said this in my recaps. I just feel like the Raven thing, and I like her. I genuinely like her. Mm -hmm. I just never saw it. And frankly, and I'm sure I wouldn't feel this way if I saw her with someone that I saw a real connection chemistry, blah, blah, blah with. But with Nick, I just found it's so boring. I found her time with him so boring. Like her one-on-one time. It's just like I don't, I just don't see it. Like I don't buy it. It, I don't buy Mm -hmm. it. I just didn't, and I I feel like I would rather watch her, I guess if she's going to do Paradise, like, I, I want to see her with someone she cares about, because I, I honestly think the most interesting things we saw from Raven from this, from this season were her, like, witty quips and her commentary. She had, like, really good ITMs and good commentary about, yeah. like, the situations and, like, girls in the house and stuff, and I I, I don't know. I, so I, get, I don't want that to sound like a criticism of her, because I really have nothing bad to say about her. I just feel like she was the one that that was brought to the end and I think she could handle it, but I just never for a second thought there was a comparison with the connections there. Yeah. She is, she, from what I can see, and I always, you know, preface with that because I don't know her as a person. I am only talking what I see through the TV, but she just seems way too um, sweet and like sort of soft and, and I'm, I'm not saying she's passive, but that's how like in, next to Vanessa, she seems more passive, more agreeable, let you know, less strongly opinionated, less needing to express that opinion in the moment. That's how she seems in comparison with Vanessa. I'm being careful, you know, very diplomatic here. Oh, yeah. And so um, and that is that Nick's that's Nick's thing. He he loves he loves the you know, oh, tell me what you think. Oh, l- let's talk about it. Like, let's discuss it.
0: And he had that with Vanessa because she's very opinionated, and yeah, they discussed that. Yeah. And yeah, she's there, very, there was very one strong personality. There was one thing that happened last night during the family when the girl—I don't know which girl was—I think actually after both girls had left, and Nick was talking to his family. And Nick has always said this that he is attracted two very, you know, opinionated, almost stubborn women. He likes women who are upfront and honest, and, and Vanessa is all that. He She checked off every box that we knew about Nick, at least mm-hmm. the TV Nick that he had presented himself and what he was attracted yeah. to, but his dad said something very interesting. Do you remember what he said?
2: Yeah. It hasn't worked out yeah, for yeah, you, buddy.
0: Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be going after these women because it hasn't yeah. worked out for you.
1: Yeah like that's your acting. Or is that okay, TV? I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying like that line is just so ridiculous because you're basing this off like a three year career of reality TV. It's yeah. like you can't c- pretend that Caitlyn and Andy were like actual viable candidates. They were probably never going to pick him. You know, it, the same way he was never going to pick Raven. I just think that it's
0: you, you, don't, think say, Andy, oh, it you don't think Andy. You don't think Andy. I mean, you're friends with Andy. You don't think Andy had a strong attraction to Nick?
1: I mean I think that she was attracted to him that doesn't mean she's going to pick him to be engaged to at the end.
0: Okay cuz there are people out there that swear that Nick
1: No, that's should that be with always Andy. gets me. Like I have such a <laughs> ugh, like with that. It's like if you know early on who it is. Yeah. You know, maybe not first or second week, but at least halfway through, you have your distinct front runner—the person you're not going to be living without—and it's just so funny that people are like, "Oh, he should have chosen her." Oh, I'm Team Raven. Oh, like that he chose the wrong girl. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you know? You were not there. You do not know these people. <laughs> Think about how many hours of footage like didn't even make air. Like, just oh, it drives me nuts.
0: Yeah. No, I I get. I mean, we all, like I said, minus the spoilers, we all knew. Vanessa, yes. Vanessa was the one. Yeah, so it was,
1: it's jumped out of the TV to me. I think that they're, I think they're lovely together, and maybe my bias is showing. Yeah, but I think no, right.
0: it is. Um, so let's <laughs> let's let's move to let's move to what happened last night on the after the final rose because okay. this has been, I mean it Hots is it, it is fun yeah it is funny because. We all watched the same show. It's not like half the country saw one one episode of the After the Final Rose and the other half saw a completely different show. Like, we all sat there and we all watched the same show. And you and I spoke Mm -hmm. about this before we went on the air today or started recording. You and I could not disagree more on what we saw on that stage last night. So go ahead and tell me (laughs) what you saw.
1: (laughs) You know, I... The way, the way I say and I said this in my, I do these like the morning after videos for Flair. while I do these like, you know, short five to 10 yeah. minute videos where I recap the episode. And I said this there, so I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's the best way I can express my thoughts on this. I am very much a down player when it comes to things like happiness, success, or, you know, all things. I know that might sound like a terrible thing, but I, I go out of my way probably too far in the opposite direction to not sound... Like I'm gloating or not get ahead of myself, not put all my eggs in one basket, not to sound like I think I'm better than anyone else or, you know, any, all of those things. And I, that's what I saw last night. I saw a couple that was very, very into each other and they're being, they're both both very cautiously optimistic and they are, you know, if they wanted to fake it, if they were unhappy, they would plaster smiles on their faces and say, everything's great. Cause we've seen people do that and we've seen them subsequently break up.
0: So if they wanted to fake it and do that, they could have, like you said.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's like what Nick said earlier in the episode. He said, you know, I know what you want to hear. I could tell you what you want to hear. And that's, I truly believe he's no idiot and nor is she. They easily could have done that. They went out there. They were realistic. They were like, yes, it's hard. I'm moving to LA. We're giving this a go. We've never been in a car together. You know, we're taking this step by step. It's like, what more do you want? That is the most authentic and believable like things you could have a couple say after what they've been through,
0: and I don't First have a problem. I don't have a problem with the authenticity and the fact that what they said, but because of what they said, can't you see why everyone's like, well, they're not working out. Like it's the it's the it's well, like the I Nick, the Nick like and that. Vanessa. No, I disagree. The I disagree. The, Nick I disagree. A, the Nick and Vanessa <laughs> defenders basically say, I think one of the questions Chris brought up was, you know, have you talked about your future plans? And both of them were like, no, like we haven't even. We haven't even gotten to that part yet, which is great. But the Nick and Na- Nick and Vanessa defenders will say, "Well, yeah, they haven't talked about that because they're just starting to get to know each other. They're still in the early stages." But then the other people basically say they didn't talk about the plans because they know it's not lasting. So it's like you're never. Uh, it's, it's almost like Republicans and Democrats. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't have no a conversation one way or the other because it really
1: is like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, you know, like I when I saw it last night and I see them sitting up there and I'm one that. Obviously, you know, I'm very cynical and skeptical about this, the franchise, and because of the of the environment you're put in, and I just don't think asking someone to be engaged, engagement is a byproduct of this being a television show. Because if everybody had their real thoughts and were able to act out what they really wanted to do at the end of eight weeks, nobody would get engaged. It's just part of what they... Kind of have to do, and you know, Trista They'd and Ryan have said. They probably
1: end it. up just dating. Like, yeah, like,
0: you would just choose that, somebody yeah. at the end and say, "Hey, do you want to continue? You're the you're yeah. the girl I choose out of the 25 that this casting show that this casting agency did for this show. You're the one I want to continue seeing over the other 24, which is fine. I think that once we get to that point, and Trista and Ryan have said it, Jason and Molly have said it, Shawnee Catherine said it, the relationship doesn't start until the show actually is over filming because that's when you get a significant amount of time with that person. And believe that, yeah. so when I'm looking at Nick and Vanessa and them coming out there and admitting that, Hey, it hasn't been easy and, and that's fine that it hasn't been easy and that they admitted that and they were open about it. But it also makes me think that, okay, <laughs> I see that they're having problems, they're admitting they're having problems, and that's why I don't think it's going to work.
1: And that's Yeah, but they also said that they love each other and that it's they're, they're working at it. She's moving to LA. They're going to do what they can to over, you know, to Yeah. And w-
0: to, and when to, they to say, try to
1: start a life together. I, I yeah. I, anyway, we're going to agree <laughs> or disagree on this one. I prefer, I mean, this is honestly that's my dream ending for a bachelor season is not a couple that's like it's great, yeah, our wedding date's set, we're ready to go. Like it's been fabulous. We're already living together you know whatever yeah i don't believe that i think that it's they're being extremely practical and i that's something that i and i know i'm not everyone and i know not everyone sees everything the same way as i do but that's something i relate to that's how i would be in that situation
0: now one thing that i thought was interesting last night was chris harrison's line of questioning because we have seen him on the after the final rose I will say this for Nick and Vanessa last night. He was the harshest on them than he has been on any other couple. And I can remember outside of, I think when when Chris Soules' season started, they had that uh, premiere party where they w- they did live and they had a red carpet thing. And I, it was right after Nikki and Juan Pablo had called things off. And I remember Nicky went up there. And he interviewed her solely, and he just would not let it go. It was like a dog yeah. on her ankle; Painful. would not let it go. And I wa- remember that. And he was he was grilling her, hoping that she would basically uh, throw shots at Juan Pablo and just take yeah. and take or deep crumble cuts in. and break down. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. exactly. And last night it just seemed like Chris was focusing on the negative; like he kept harping yes, on. Do you really I think you guys are going to make you. it? And so, yeah. with that said, my thinking was and. I don't think you're going to see it this way. The way I saw it was, I think Chris is saying that because he knows there's trouble. Because I don't think Chris Harris, because he's never been like that with the other couples, I think Chris is well aware of what was happening with them and that they've had their issues. And that's why he kept harping on it. If they were great or if... Because we didn't see it with the Andy and Josh and the and we just didn't see Chris have that type of question
1: we saw like beaming a beaming couple who's who said yeah like full steam ahead we're really really happy it's like of course if there's any doubts they show any kind of um apprehension about the future that's like oh well why is that tell us about that what what so you aren't happy like what's going on there like i think that that's his job yeah i think he he sniffed it out and he asked questions about it and you know I, I didn't I thought I, th- it was I think he could have gone
0: another was... yeah and I th- I thought he was brutal on them I'm not saying that Chris yeah. wasn't I'm just saying yeah. I think he was brutal because he know he it's almost no, like Chris I, is setting no? he's setting everyone up Chris is already I felt like Chris was asking those questions because Chris knows these two are going to break up at some point and he's setting everybody up for this is why that's what I, that's the way I saw it
1: or they didn't say what they're expected to say and what people want to hear them say, and so he continued to drill them on why.
0: I mean, like I said, we could go around, I know, go I know, around I know. and round on this, but it's great. It's, I, I love it. Don't have
1: to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm having a nice time. We can agree to disagree. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, only, honestly, here's the
1: thing: only time will tell. That's the funny thing. People are like, oh, oh yeah. are they together? Are they good? Are they bad? It's like only time will tell. Only, and it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it all it all works out.
0: Only time will tell because we are, and it's like that. You know, it's like that with every with every couple. And I went over this with a couple of the previous get podcast guests talking about. Not only do you have a public relationship that Nick and Vanessa are going to be scrutinized for every single little thing they do. If they pan to Vanessa in the stands at Dancing with the Stars and she's got a scowl on her face, if she's got resting bitch face, if she's not crying.
1: I love that she's not always smiling. <laughs>
0: yeah. If she's if she's, you know, not crying on something maybe that was an emotional dance or if Nick doesn't walk over and kiss her after like they are going to get drawn through the ringer on uh, yeah. for him doing this show. And so Yeah. so you have that aspect of being in a public relationship where everything is going to get scrutinized. And then you also have the fact that you know people that do love you guys together, followed you guys, you have this pressure to stay together. I'm sure Andy and Josh yeah. felt that pressure to stay together, and Josh and Amanda, for for that matter, and every couple from this show. You have that pressure of you kind of don't want to let people down, but you also kind of have to live your own life and do what makes you happy, essentially, right?
1: Oh, that's such a nice feel-good takeaway, Steve. <laughs>
0: Such sarcasm.
1: <laughs> no, I was mean, I mean, Oh, you were I serious? Oh. And okay. I, I mean, it is nice. It is nice. But yeah, I, I sounded really sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but I mean, it's true. That is a nice way of looking at it.
0: And and I just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Nick and Vanessa. It's it's. I don't I don't have any hope for them at all. Like I'm just I don't. And <laughs> how
1: <laughs> do you really feel? I know.
0: It? I mean, I just don't think I. And here's and and here's why. And I'll and, and I'll tell you. And I'll tell you this. <laughs> I am I don't think that Nick I don't disagree that Nick does want to be in love someday, does want to get married someday, does want to have kids someday. I've never doubted that. I just don't think he did it I just don't think he had any intention of doing that with this show. To me, Nick used this show as a means to an end. And that's my and that's my opinion on the guy. I've heard I've heard too many things and I know that you know when you when i say i hear things it's just like i i think i hear things from some really good source i think i've built my credibility up in this franchise to know i've got some really good sources and i've heard some things that i just you know you ha- you, you can't not you can't not question a guy who's been on four times you
1: Okay i see you know. what you're saying I'll, i will just give my side of this okay. you know people I think hear that he went on he went on Caitlyn's season because you know he wanted to be on tv again or whatever it was not like that he, we, he and I spoke a lot about Caitlin, his relationship with Caitlin before he went on the season. Should I do it? I really like her. Like I'm really, I didn't think she was going to become bachelorette. I'm really upset about it. Like he was, there was like a lot of back and forth. Andy and I had dinner with him the night before he went on that season. And it's like, he, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm not lying. <laughs> like i like, he genuinely really like didn't want to lose her and, He was not, he had a terrible edit the first time around. He did not, he, his biggest reservation was like, I don't know if I can do that again, like go on the show again. And I do think it changes, you know, after it's been this long, you know, not a year has gone by where he hasn't done some season. And I think that he, you probably get used to it. I think it alters your, I I think that, a lot of people struggle with, and I can say that I can attest to this. Like it's hard to go from living in that environment and talking about your feelings all the time and having people so interested in your feelings all the time. And I think that it does get you kind of wrapped up in your own head and your own feelings. And I think that that is maybe something you can miss and you can want to go back for more with, but I, will.
0: which is what exactly what he's done. Right. I mean, isn't that,
1: I'm not saying wasn't that what he craving he's done, it? But I can see how that could happen, but yeah. here's the thing. He genuinely, genuinely cared about Caitlin. He was heartbroken, completely ruined after Caitlin, And he 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 flew here and stayed with us. He was, like, completely heartbroken after Caitlin, And then with his own season, I don't know what to tell you. We, had, we did it with him right before he started filming again. And he was like, he's like, I want to make a TV. Like, I want to have a good season. Like, I really want to, you know, I, he's like, I want to shake things up. He said that, but he also said... Above all, I really want to meet someone. And I don't know how, like, you cannot believe me, but that's literally what he said.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, and I won't.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I, you know, and you can, and I'm telling you, like, you know, he absolutely wants, he wants to be a good bachelor. He wants to be liked. He wants all those things. Those are not untrue, but it doesn't take away from his sincerity.
0: I absolutely think Nick is, Nick Vial will be married and have kids someday. It's just not going to be with Vanessa Grimaldi. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to for me. Okay. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, that's what I think. I mean, it's like, time will tell. Oh yeah, no, time <laughs> yeah. will time will definitely tell. And I think that Nick, you know, I, I I really I really don't because I have this persona in the Bachelor world that because I make fun of the show and I criticize it so much that I automatically like hate people. I don't hate Nick at all. I don't. I just it's something to where you i i i have never spoken to the guy and i've never met the guy now people can say like well god you're so harsh on a somebody you've never talked to or never met well sorry you you can form a very strong opinion about somebody not having spoken to them or met them
1: but well especially if they're on reality tv i mean people do that all the time
0: yeah i mean <laughs> extent, exactly and what do you think just popped into my head what do you think if i were in a room with Nick Vile would happen. Like, do you think, I mean, Nick is very well aware of probably everything that I've ever said about him. I mean, remember this, I'm the same guy who luckily had somebody sitting a seat behind him on an airplane on his flight home after getting dumped by Andy, and he has r- ruining his own season. To not like you very yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. so if Nick Vile and I were in a room together in a group, say not just one-on-one because then we'd be basically forced to talk to each other, but, how do you think Nick would react to me if we were in a room in a group setting and there were let's say it was a bachelor function that I happen to be at and and he happened to be at. Is this a guy that would come up to me and say something to me or like say something to me mean or say something jokingly like I'm just curious of what your thoughts are. I don't think this will ever happen. I'm just curious of what your thoughts are.
1: I I mean, it's definitely him coming up to you and you not going like would you ever go up to him in that situation?
0: No, because I have nothing to say to him.
1: I mean, so then you if you're not, I, it's sort of like a two way street. I kind of, I don't really picture him going out of his way to talk to you, yeah. especially after okay. you know your history and everything or on the site. But I think if you went up to him, he would be, he would be totally affable and probably call you out on some shit and okay. be, but be like nice and easy going.
0: Okay, I mean that's like that's like me being in a room with Mike Fleiss or Chris Harrison. It's like if I was ever in a room with them, I, of course I would have plenty to talk to them about. But what would I initially like go up to them and say like, "Hey, great, yeah, (laughs) hey, great show," or "Hey, sorry for i sorry I spoiled your seasons." I I mean, what would I even like? I I don't know. You know, that's what I'm saying. And and I think the same. Work on that for the the day. (laughs) And and I think the same. I I kind of think the same with Nick. I almost think like, well, it's like Nick and I would have probably hours and hours of stuff we could talk about but what will we initially break the ice with because he has no reason to talk to me and I have no reason to talk to him because he, he and maybe
1: that's okay.
0: Yeah. And it's perfectly fine. I just, I yeah. just, it popped into my head. And I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. So basically in the last 30 minutes, we've accomplished nothing when it comes to, when it comes <laughs> to Nick. Like, yeah. We knew, we knew it was going to happen, but I thought it was, you know, I do like I hearing like what you have to say. I think
1: fast a lot.
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think they're curious. I, 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 I like I said, I I don't hate the guy. Uh, I know things about him that he know, that he doesn't know that I know. Um and so it's That's my so job I know. It's my job that uh I
1: know things.
0: It's my job to kind of I have to report things. you
1: are things. very good at your
0: job. Well, thank you. I will give you. And I I have to report things that I know that I know that my readers would be interested in and and there are sometimes yeah, where it gets to a point where I sit there and I teeter back and forth with, gosh, is this something that I need to stir up? Because there are certain things that I get that I can't prove. And, you know, one of them being the whole Vanessa and Rachel fight in Bimini this season that was never shown. I don't
1: want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I only know, yeah. like, people commented on my blog and I read them and I there yeah. was apparently, I, don't, I don't want to know
0: yeah, so stuff like that. All I
1: know is that – so I like to base things on what I see. Yeah. All I know is that when Rachel went home, she gave Raven this massive bear hug. Yeah. And then she gave, like, Rachel uh, – gave The, the um, worst side Vanessa, hug ever. Like, yeah, like the, like, really, really icy side hug. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. I almost made a gif of it. But I just didn't want that to be the focal point. Like, I li- I'd like to try and base it on what we see. Uh, it's hard. Yeah,
0: and it's tough. And it's tough for me. And I was just using that as an example. But there are yeah, plenty yeah. plenty of other examples great. in recent seasons of just stuff that I can never prove. There's the stuff that I can prove, which is, hey, this person got this rose on this date. This, the- You
1: had a lot of that with my season with Nikki.
0: Yeah. The, the whole thing with Nikki. I mean, can you speak to any of that? I mean, I, you know, I don't expect you oh. to throw her under the bus, but there was this perception and the things that I was told behind the scenes that was Nikki was an absolute bitch behind the scenes and got a an edit that didn't show any of that outside of her little, you know, kind of beef with Claire. But that was it was just two um, people that didn't they butted heads. You know,
1: I will say I will say this like Nikki was difficult at times and also a lot of fun at other times like she's one of the funniest people like she's like mean funny you know what i mean like she'll say something that's like really mean but like so fucking funny that you're like <laughs> crying you know what i mean like she's she's that well, like girl what like and,
0: what can you th- like remember I, one thing I,
1: oh i i can't and honestly if i could i probably still wouldn't repeat it but like or just like she would comment on how like disgusting the dishwashing situation was like the dishwasher like never worked in the bachelor mansion and you never see that on tv and she was you know i think at one point we were all like taking turns washing dishes and she just made some like really funny remark about the (laughs) the like the sponge it was just like she about like how just fucking disgusting it was and she was talking about how you know how we're all gonna die from e coli from the sponge. you know she's just like she has a commentary she's very she's very sharp Uh, she never misses a beat but she you know, sometimes she's like, she's a little moody, you know? And I think everyone had good and bad times on that show. I know there were definitely times where I was bitchy. Other people were bitchy. I I could probably, everyone was, almost everyone I could think of was bitchy at some point. You know, you're just not in your, in a comfortable place.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I mean, it- you put 25 women in a house, you know, there's going to be It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's it would be impossible if it didn't. With yeah. especially being deprived of all the things you're deprived of and being loaded with alcohol. I mean, it's just Yeah. And that's why the show and that's why the show works. And that's what yeah. people want to see, you know. Yeah. So, um okay, so I thought we did a good job talking about Nick. People wanted to hear it, so we talked about it and it's over and done with. And now it is time for your rapid 10. Your rapid 10, Charlene. This is something that I've, I've been working I'm on.
1: Scared.
0: <laughs> Yours is, uh, I don't think there's. you don't have anything to be scared about, to be honest with you. So rapid 10, as we know, I'm just oh, going to ask you. Oh, you
1: called Andy back about Nick. Do you want to do, you want to do that or are you okay? We, we don't need to. I just, I'm just. Oh, I'm just I totally forgot about that. Sorry.
0: Tell Tell Andy I'm sorry. Tell okay. Andy I'm sorry. Andy?
1: Yeah. Steve says he's sorry he's not bringing you back. Oh, and that's-, that's what?
0: Oh, okay. he says
1: that's quite all right <laughs> okay
0: that's fine uh i'm sorry about that i just no
1: no it's This it is we're getting on in time
0: here <laughs> yeah we got to uh let's do let's do rapid 10 where i'm okay. gonna just throw out 10 random questions to you and just some will be short answers some will be medium answers but uh you know just kind of whip through these since we're already an hour and a half in so um question number one you are currently engaged to andy What's been your biggest headache regarding wedding planning?
1: Oh, my God. Can I say everything? (laughs) I am not I was not put on this earth to plan a wedding. And I have discovered, actually, that I am not I'm not one of those girls that's fantasized about her wedding. Like, I don't know what it looks like. I haven't envisioned it. I don't know. This has been a. it's been a a nightmare. (laughs) No, it does not reflect my relationship with him at all. I he's perfect, but it's just like I'm not cut out for this. Like I'm, I'm gonna get a planner. I just want people to like p- give me five options of like color schemes and be like, which is your favorite? And I'll be like, oh, that one, because you gave me five options. Like if you if you go on Pinterest, it's like you don't come out for five hours. And what happened? It's terrible.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> Some people like are really good at this. They have the gene. I do not have the party planning, wedding planning gene.
0: What is Andy's part in all this?
1: He's he is it's both wonderful and terrible in that he has no opinion on anything. He's like a real dude. So I'll okay. I'll be like, "What do you what do you prefer this or this?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, they're both really nice. That one's pretty, but so is that one." Like he just <laughs> <laughs> And he's and he's just like if I wanted to call it all off tomorrow and elope, he'd be like, okay, like he's fine with. He's up to me for better or for worse.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, question number two: If you could be on another reality show, which one would it be?
1: Bachelor Pad.
0: <laughs> okay, not in the Bachelor franchise because <laughs> Bachelor Pad's not even a show anymore, so you can't. I know, go on that. but
1: I love it. <laughs> So much. I was so sad. I remember watching the spelling bee and being like, "Ooh, I could do this."
0: I think I think it's hilarious that you literally screamed out that answer like <laughs> Vanessa did on the boat in that one group date.
1: <laughs> I just loved Bachelor Man so much. It was the best show, and it is truly tragic. Um, definitely Survivor. I'm a huge Survivor fan. I watch it like crazy. My sister's on the dream team. I if I could be on, absolutely. If I had American citizenship, like if and if I ever get it, I'm going on. I'm obsessed with Survivor.
0: Well, wait, 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 wait a second now. <laughs> y- I'm obsessed y- with it. you. Met, well, you mentioned the American citizenship thing. You and can you're in Canada. Vanessa's from Canada. How does it go about working for Vanessa to be a U.S. citizen? How long does this take?
1: I have no idea. Oh. I mean, if they got married, green card. I have a temporary green card. I've okay. had O ones. It's like I'm sure she could get it, especially with like. NZK Productions, or like you know the the ABC's big company, I'm sure yeah. they can get her some sort of a. I've had I've had all sorts of like I've had O one visas for singing, and they had to get me another one when I on the show. Like they can do.
0: They can pull it They can
1: do what they got to do.
0: Okay. What What was your uh, just a follow up to that? What was your favorite? Do you have a favorite season of Survivor?
1: Uh that's a very good question. I think it was the first. I never remember the place, like Philippines or, the or fir- China. The, the like first I think, season. Okay, well, I will say this: my favorite season, I think, was the first, Braun versus brains versus beauty. Okay. I don't want to say who won, but it was the one with like Malcolm and, um, and that ch- that girl who was a child star. Anyway, it was a really good season, and I also there was another one with Terry Dietz. And I developed this like really funny crush on him
2: because wow, okay. he was
1: like when he did it, he was around Andy's age and he looked a bit like Andy and he was like, he was just so handsome. I, and I, call, I would call him 10 years ago, Terry. <laughs> 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 and Andy would be like, are you fantasizing about 10 years ago, Terry? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I love okay. Survivor. I die hard. Love
0: it. Right. It's like
1: a way better show than The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> oh, by abso- absolutely. Um, yeah, It's quality. Oh, it's my favorite it's my favorite reality show. I've always said that. It's been I've seen every episode of every season. And
1: Jeff Probst is an amazing He's
0: host. He's great. He wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't pull what Chris Harris had pulled last night. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, question number 3. Pretty simple. What's your biggest regret? In life? Yes, in life.
1: Oh, Steve, you just got so deep.
0: <laughs> not really.
1: No, I mean I have an answer, but it's not going to be a popular one.
0: Oh. Okay. No, I want to, I want to hear it. I mean, we're going, we're going deep. I mean, I would
1: not have gone into singing. I would do something else. I would have really straight. Yeah. At straight out of high school, I would have gotten a degree in something probably more versatile (laughs) and the life of an opera singer is, you know, whether you're having success or not, um, very very difficult and it's an emotional roller coaster and when you're having success you're living out of a suitcase and you're away from home and then when you're not you're twiddling your thumbs and kind of worried about what's next and it's just like and you have I mean I don't really honestly I'm not a I can perform and I'm not a bad performer but I don't I don't love it like I don't um I shouldn't say this wow. <laughs> but like yeah if I could go back in time I would like get a degree and I don't know, like I used to, when I think about what I did in high school, like for fun, I wasn't singing for fun. I would learn the pieces I had to learn and then go into competitions and I'd be well prepared. But the things that I stayed up till 3am doing on my own were like i had a buffy the vampire slayer website and like i taught myself html and photoshop and i was like really nerdy and i loved doing that so maybe graphic design or like i was always obsessed with fashion maybe i would i know that sounds really generic but you know you never know you only have one life i can't complain it's i have a cool job and it has a lot of really redeeming moments and i've gotten to travel a lot but you know i crave I this sounds crazy, but I crave normalcy sometimes in my career, and so yeah, it would. I fantasize about what a nine to five would look like.
0: <laughs> that is fascinating to me. I mean, you have a great singing voice. Anybody that's heard you, you. because that's not. You know what? I might change one of the. Anyway,
2: you're gonna change that question. I, I was
0: gonna change one of the questions based on something you just said, but let's let's go on to question number four.
1: We can make it eleven. Yeah, we could
0: <laughs> we can make it eleven. Um, okay. question number four. I don't want to sound
1: like I just want to. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer. It's just you know if you say one regret like my life would look completely different and i will always wonder just because it is is not a career that you know they brings happiness but it also brings a lot of hard times i guess what a lot, I'll, of, a I, lot of loneliness
0: i guess yeah. what i'll do is is just an addendum to that last question Based on what you said, so we don't have to add one because it's rapid rapid 10. I don't want to do 11. I'm very OCD like that. Um, The addendum to that question would be, and I'm such a novice about this, I might sound totally stupid asking this question, but are you born an opera singer or can you teach yourself to sing that way? Can Um, anybody do that?
1: You definitely need natural born talent. Like, that's why no two voices sound the same. Like, some people have an instrument and some people don't. Okay. But, you know, you need to be trained it's it's a it's a combination of both and you can okay. have the most incredible natural voice in the world but if you don't train it properly then or you don't have the drive or the interest you know what good is it so gotcha. definitely a combo
0: okay question number 4 if you four. want
1: longevity with your singing you really need to train and learn how to sing properly because there's no amplification in opera so like if you're trying to fill a hall of like 2000 people with no amplification and you're not singing properly it's like a recipe for disaster
0: Okay, I so want to talk more about opera, but <laughs> no, know, we don't. No we one cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, and I was actually being that probably sounded sarcastic, but I just no, I'm no, kind no, of no. fascinated no, by the opera versus like fan of the opera is not something that you that's not you what that's you not do opera
1: that's a that's a musical
0: that's a musical. See, I like a guy I mean, like me, legit, like, like I didn't like like know the difference between an legit. opera and a musical. I honestly did not know the difference between <laughs> an opera and a musical.
1: I mean, so a musical, though, all those singers sing with mics that right off the bat that's a massive difference and then oh. i mean just the style but that you know where some people get confused is the singing in phantom is what musical thing musical theater singers refer to as legit meaning they sing like with usually they're classically trained and some more of a classical style there's vibrato like they sing like you know it sounds more classical
0: oh okay <laughs> i get okay and you sing with no music and no mic you just belt out on the stage, right? Is that well?
1: well when you, what do you mean by no music, like no accompaniment? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh no! Like so, um, so usually with a musical, so Phantom, it would have like a band in the pit, yes, and they would be um miked, and it is usually like a live band. It's not a full sixty-piece orchestra. While with opera, it's. You honestly, it depends on the opera, but sometimes it can be a small chamber opera, a chamber orchestra with like maybe only 20 instruments or sometimes it could have 50. It depends on the opera itself. But yeah, there's never any mics. And so, you know, you have to think about everything differently from staging to, um, you know, like I'm not going to be facing the back of the stage while I'm singing because you literally all my all my sound will go to the back of the stage.
0: Oh, that's so like. I never thought I've seen two musicals in my life. I've seen Phantom and I've seen Wicked. That's it. Like those okay. are the only two I've ever well, seen. So um, I've never seen. Have I seen Les Mis? I don't think I have. No. Oh my god! It's, I've never seen okay. Les okay. Mis. Um, I mean, I
1: love musicals. Yeah. I am, I'm obsessed with them. If I had the voice to sing that stuff, I would. uh oh, yes, I love it. But my voice is very operatic. It's what it's what. Yeah, I was born with.
0: I guess you could say. <laughs> Wait, you can't sing in a musical with your voice?
1: Um. I sound i I sound operatic. I've done one okay. like Broadway audition ever, and the feedback was, you know we liked her, but she sounds like she sounds too she sounds like an opera singer. like I don't sound it's not I, I don't know how to lighten it down because for so many years I've been training for maximum sound all the time. you know I've trained to project to fill a hall of however many seats with no mic. Oh, it's hard man. to rein that in for for me anyway I'm, I'm sure there are singers that can.
0: Okay, see, that's what I didn't understand. Like, I thought that the people that are singing in Phantom and that was opera. I thought that was opera singing. I thought those people sing opera. That's not?
1: Hmm. No. Most of them are classically trained, though. Okay, So you're not not crazy off. Don't worry. All right. You don't sound like an idiot.
0: (laughs) That was the longest answer to question number three, by the way. (laughs) But that was my fault as well. So question number four, not counting last night because I have a sense that maybe this could have happened. When was the last time you had a r- nice, real, good, ugly cry? Oh. Uh, wait, did you cry last night, by the way?
1: No. Oh, you did didn't? Oh, okay. Last time I had a good, ugly cry. Hold on, I can ask it. Andy, yeah. do you remember the last time I had a big cry? Oh. Uh, <laughs> he just also went, uh. <laughs> It's usually singing related.
3: I remember one of your recent cries was pretty
1: funny. Oh, oh, really? Do you remember?
3: Yeah, you cried about something pretty funny, like right after we laughed about. It It was like a very girl
1: cry. (laughs) You don't remember what it was about? Uh, Oh, if you remember, come tap me. Yeah, Yeah, like an example is, um, I mean, this isn't a cry, but like I came close to crying about this. Role I'm considering taking right now, like it's usually singing related. Like oh, okay. either, you know, and it could be like going really well. It's just it's so emotional. It's so emotional. Okay. Yeah, sorry, cool. that's a really annoying answer. No, I feel
0: like I that's so. fine. That's fine. If I was, he
1: thinks of it, Andy. If you think about it seriously, no, no. I, I want to know.
0: Can you think of anything okay. TV or movie related that you saw? You were just like, wow, that was great, and you cried. Anything like that, or no? You don't get. I cried
1: at Inside Out.
0: Which one oh, is that? The, is oh that,
1: my god, I cried so hard at. I hate to say this because it's so like oh my god, overblown. But I did cry at La La Land, and I did cry at Manchester by the Sea. Those are like okay. the last two movies I saw in theaters, and I bawled at both.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what. I'm, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A good, a, a nice, ugly <laughs> cry in the theater. Okay.
1: I mean, I've cried over video games before. Like, it doesn't. I'm not like a crier, but if it tugs on my heartstrings in the right way, it's like it's over.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Question number five. Do you remember your first real kiss? How old were you? Well,
3: hold on one second, Andy. What? You, you were real. You were crying, not, having nostalgia
1: about when people used to play Oh my god, this is really embarrassing. Do you want to hear this? My cry. Yes. This is this is totally accurate. does a uh, good call, Andy. Um, I was. It was the night before. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm going to say it. It was the night before the Nintendo Switch came out. Do you know what that is?
0: Um, no.
1: You know, it's the new Nintendo console.
0: Oh, they, I didn't know okay, they had okay. a console. Okay, Nintendo and I was console. like okay. I
1: was going on this like um this, you know, YouTube stalking spree of watching clip you know, like the trailers for these new games, and I watched this trailer for the new Super Mario game on the Nintendo Switch, and I started crying. I started crying because it just made me think about how time passes. And I remembered playing Super Mario 64 with my sisters and like, you know, we would take turns playing the controller and like just, you know, we were just so in it and we were like kids. I don't know. It just made me think about getting older. (laughs) It was really sad. I like cried and cried. It's like, that's so embarrassing. Oh my God. But yeah, like I said, if it's on hard strings in the right way.
0: Um, question number five. Do you re, do you remember your first real kiss? How old were you? Who was it? Where was it? Was it any good?
1: Can't repeat the question. My first real kiss.
0: Yeah, like your first makeout. No, I'm not talking about you kissed a boy on the lips in fifth grade or whatever. Are you, like your first makeout with a guy. Who was it? Where was it? Do you remember it? Do you remember the guy's name?
1: I remember the guy's name. I don't remember where it was. I feel like I should, but I remember his name. He was my high school sweetheart. Okay. Um,
0: so your first real kiss wasn't until know. high school, huh?
1: Oh, he was in high school. Yeah. Oh, I was like late bloomer. Real deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was my, my first real boyfriend. Yeah.
0: Okay. Which I think
1: I was probably, and I'm, I'm counting like real, like a kiss where like, it means something. Like I had like little boyfriends before that, but not. Yeah. You know, not some, not I don't even come close to remembering the names, you know.
0: All right, question number six. Tell us one thing about yourself you think the audience would be surprised to know. I think I just got the answer though.
1: The video games?
0: <laughs> the video games. I had no yeah. idea.
1: Yeah. I think that, I mean, so believe it or not, I think the video games, yes, it's kind of an aside. I think in general, the edit I got or the way people perceived me from the show was that I have a stick up my ass and that I'm very a kind of a prude or very proper. And that's just like, you could probably tell from, I'm just so not that at all.
0: Wow. <laughs> at all. Okay. Yeah. So you're not a prude. Gotcha.
1: I am the opposite. Yeah. I'm like, almost.
0: <laughs> you're the I'm almost
1: like, yeah, I'm like almost
0: slutty. Is that I what think, you're going to say? No, no, not, no,
1: no. Oh my God. <laughs> no, not like that. I mean, like, I think, I just I'm not as people who know me, I'm Uptight. Like,
0: you're not as uptight as I'm maybe. I'm not
1: uptight. Like I am not a judgmental person. Like if okay. you tell me you're into whatever, I'm like, oh you do you. You know, like I'm so not judgmental. I'm very easygoing.
0: Okay. Um question number seven. You have been known for having some of the best hair in the franchise. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us the secret to your hair? Michelle told us a couple of weeks ago she doesn't wash her hair much at all. She uses that dry shampoo. Anything like that for you?
1: Um a combo. Uh yes, I I have to force myself to wash to not wash my hair every day because it like it makes a difference in just how healthy it stays and how long it grows. I find when I wash my hair less it grows faster and longer. So, okay. tip number 1. Tip number 2 is I find If I don't get highlights, my hair, because it's like I have half Asian hair, my hair wants to be straight and silky. And so if I get highlights, it damages them, damages my hair enough that it'll hold a curl. And so, and my third tip is hot rollers to, Mm -hmm. you know, employ those curls.
0: (laughs) Very good. Okay. Great answer. Question number eight. What is your worst habit?
1: Um i'm sure andy would have so many of these do you want do you want to bring them down i'll just i'll I, he hates it when i put like there's a lot of wood in our apartment and i'm a tendency i don't know i didn't grow up in a house where coasters were like <laughs> seen as an important thing so your I'll, worst like, habit put, is not uh,
0: using coasters
1: yeah like, i'll put like cold glasses of water on wood and it'll leave this ring and he's yeah. just like he and, like and i'll do it like you know, absentmindedly, and do it again, and he's just like, Ugh! <laughs> like, so that's kind of that's one that annoys him. What else? I so I I'm bad about replacing the toilet paper rolls. <laughs> I, don't oh. I
2: don't know
0: what
1: else. like little like household household things.
0: Speaking I'm, of I'm speaking good, of toilet paper crack. rolls, we had this with possessionista. Are do you are you over or under? Or is over. It, it's over. Okay. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Under is, like I said, <laughs> people that do under should be just shot. Yeah. They just, they don't need to be (laughs) existing on my planet.
2: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Go somewhere
0: else. Um, question number nine is about as random as you can get. And honestly, I had, I only had eight questions for you. Plus your explain your tweet, which is coming up next. I had nothing. I had nothing. So I literally just, I don't know why I thought of this. It's so random and it's probably a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Question number nine, do you hate Jackie Ivanko?
1: Isn't it a Van show?
0: A Van show, Ivanko? I thought it was Ivanko.
1: You're making that sound way higher, than it is. Yeah, I think it's like a Van show. Um, I don't. I mean, hate is strong. I remember when she was on that show and the YouTube like because I, you know, half of my Facebook friends are opera singers or musicians. Yeah, and everyone, you know, everyone was talking about just how unhealthy and dangerous it is that a very young child is singing repertoire like that. You know, it's just not good for the voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. You can absolutely hurt yourself if you try to sing like that kind of repertoire when you're like a young little girl. It's just and it's great if you have a beautiful voice, but like just start with something lighter. I don't know. She had a she had a nice enough voice. I just don't you know, to call her an opera singer is simply and I don't want to be I'm going to sound like a dickish opera singer right now, but it's simply a misnomer. If you you know, she's not an opera singer. She's a child using a mic and she's singing, you know, she should be singing probably a folk song or something a little ditty and she's singing some famous opera aria is she's
0: no yes no my favorite question shots fired at jackie avancho <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i don't honestly i don't know what she's doing now with her life i didn't she's sing at the, at the inauguration, inauguration. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: yeah i mean okay yeah maybe Hate, maybe i hate <laughs> her now
0: okay anyway we don't have to talk yeah. about that <laughs> okay so qu- the last question obviously is explain your tweet and i had the same problem with you that I did with Michelle money because you and I and Michelle all kind of do the same thing. Our, our tweets are a lot, basically just letting everybody know, Hey, the column is up. Uh, you know, yeah. my, my post is up. So I had to dig deep for yours and this or goes responses. back. To, I feel
1: like I usually, yeah, just retweet or replies, like or re- yeah, retweets
0: yeah. or replies or Hey, um, all okay. my pretty, pa- I'm all I'm pretty is curious up.
1: about what you found. Okay.
0: And it's honestly, this is something that we've kind of already talked about. So this sucks, but anyway, um, this I think this is, goes back to October of 2015. Uh, you did a Huffington Post podcast with Claire Fallon. I've oh done their God, podcast God. before as well, so she re- Ray, yeah. She retweeted it, and it was on your timeline, obviously, huh? okay. and it was just a quote that you had said during your interview with Claire on that podcast and the quote okay. and the quote was I have
1: no idea by the way right
0: oh now. really okay the, no, qu- the right. quote was from the interview if you bond with your producer more than the other girls in the house it is a recipe for disaster end quote so oh explain that tweet
1: well it means that you're putting all your trust in your producer and you're in confiding in the, your producer over the other girls So all the beef you have with other girls or complaints you have or bitchy things you have to say, you're saying to your producer instead of to a friend in the house. It's essential to bond with girls in the house, not only to vent to them and not to necessarily 100% to a producer, but also to have friends who won't talk about you (laughs) and their ITMs. I do think that generally on the show, people pair. The, the, The friendships are in pairs, the strongest ones.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: And it's healthy to have that. I think that if you have that with your producer, yeah, I stand by that. It can be, not always, but it can be a recipe for disaster.
0: In your experience with this show and knowing people and talking to people, is there anybody that you could fill in that blank for, for what you just described? Somebody that...
1: I think Olivia is a great example. I mean, I I like Olivia a lot, but I think that she um, clearly did not bond with the girls in the house uh, enough to offset you know the things about her that they found found irksome or whatever
0: gotcha no that makes a lot you know, of it's sense. sort
1: of it's a bit like survivor like you want to be likable and hopefully you do, that's not something you have to like try to be yeah but I, I it doesn't do you any favors to to ostracize yourself and and only become closer and closer with your producer who's I'm, you know, they're lovely people, but it's probably the least trustworthy person you can find.
0: Well, you see, Charlene, see how easy it was to complete the rapid ten <laughs> That was not yeah, hard that at wasn't
1: all. so that was pretty painless <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, thank you for completing the rapid ten. I'm glad we got we're thank up you. to uh we're just coming in under two hours for wow. uh, for this podcast. so you are officially the second that, longest podcast. the longest I've is had. you, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a surprise that the longest podcast we've had was me. But hey, that was Michelle. I mean, I was just gonna answer everything she threw yeah. at me and yeah. um we we had a lot. But this was uh I I can't thank you enough. I'm sure the listeners are gonna love this. Um you uh, were I hope so. you were great. Um again, if you're listening to this and you want to have any comments, whether it's positive or negative, I think most of them will be positive, and you want to reply on on Twitter, please just include uh, Charlene's Twitter account, which is at Charlene Joint, and so she can see uh, what you thought about it as well. But Charlene, uh, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on, even... With our half hour of disagreement there, uh, I, still, <laughs> I still will read it was your a, stuff. It
1: was, the, it was as pleasant as disagreeing comes, in my yes, opinion. That
0: was I, thought, I thought so as well. And you know, next season, we're back to you not having to cover one of your real close friends. So I yeah. will be back, to and I read all your stuff this season, and I will continue to read your stuff because you put in effort, and you put in the time, and you think things you. through as opposed to, I think, a lot of recaps out there, and and even stuff that I see on Twitter. so I just don't think people put a lot of time into it and everyone says, Oh, I'm starting a blog and they give up three weeks later. You've been doing this and granted, you haven't been doing it as long as I have, but you've been doing it. Uh, you've <laughs> no done well for that. yourself. Um, um,
1: yeah. I'm a perfectionist. So yeah, for better or for worse, but no, thank you very great. much. Very yeah. kind words. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for coming on and um have a great
1: Andy, shout bye
0: Yes. Andy say goodbye to Andy for me.
1: He says bye Steve reality. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Steve (laughs) comma reality. So uh, (laughs) thanks again, Charlene. I appreciate it and uh, have a great weekend and talk to you soon.
1: Thanks Steve. Bye.
0: Bye. Well, almost two hours with Charlene joint. How about that? Uh, I can't thank her enough. I hope you guys liked that. She was really good on talking about her season, talking about producer stuff, talking about contestants. I thought it was a really good conversation and Hey, even from that one hour to one and a half hour mark where we basically agreed on nothing in regards to Nick, I'm fine with it. Because she didn't come at me with, Steve, you're wrong. You don't know anything. It's like, yes, I do know things. I think Charlene is aware that I know things. But she didn't come at me in an attacking way. And that's all I asked for. It's If you can disagree with me, that's fine. But if you say you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about, it's just like your argument becomes moot at that point because you're not arguing like a rational person or discussing like a rational person. And I thought, um, I listened to what she had to say. Obviously I got my thoughts about Nick and she has her thoughts about Nick and what happens with Nick. Only time will tell. And you can say that about any couple in this franchise. So I do appreciate Charlene for coming on and I want to thank you guys for listening. We are over 1 million downloads in just over three and a half months uh doing podcast I'm I'm amazed by that I'm surprised by it uh but I can't thank you enough for tuning in if you can rate and subscribe and review in iTunes that would be helpful as well so that was wrapping it up for podcast number 17 next week podcast number 18 and it is a guest that I really think that you will be interested in I'm keeping it in the bachelor franchise even though we are off season um I think it's somebody that you will really be interested in. It is somebody that I have wanted to talk to for a long time. Reached out to them. They responded right away, and I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you will, too. I will tell you that next week. Heading to Vegas tomorrow. Should be fun. And I will probably be tweeting out how I'm getting my asses kicked at the tables or betting on UNC Wilmington to beat Virginia outright in the second game tomorrow. So, anyway, now you know what one of my bets is going to be. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it, guys. That'll do it for this podcast. Until next week, I'll talk to you later. See ya.